The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. And coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are online, PR927FM.com. And you can find us on... Facebook Live and YouTube. If you want to participate on today's program, you can send us a tweet or drop us a message on Facebook Live. And uh, also check out the show on YouTube as uh, you can find a lot of goodies there, including Mike Houston's press conference. We've got interviews with Pirate players Miles Berry, Fernando Fry, Tyler Sneed. And coming up later today, we will have interviews with the coordinators, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Carroll. So make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And uh, you can find all of that there as we get you ready for ECU game day Saturday. We'll be with you 11 a.m. on Saturday when the Pirates get ready to take on the Temple Owls. All right, big show on tap for today. We'll talk more about that football game, some Pirate hoops, and more with Jeff Charles coming up later on this hour at 4 o'clock. We'll get you ready for all the college football and NFL action with Wager McGee, the return of Wager. He'll join us in the studio Coming up later on today, and Bryce Williams, former Pirate tight end, will drop by as well. We haven't talked to Bryce in a couple weeks, so we'll get his take on uh, ECU football 2021. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Um, maybe uh, maybe Wes and Bryce, that might be a, a nice uh, mix in Hour 3 as well. Yeah. Interesting. Wes Hines is here. What's yes. up, Wes? What's up, Cliff? Good to see you, bud. Good to see you, too. Uh, we've got Wes here. Chandler's in the back row. So we got a lot of, of experience, and the, the most confidence I have in anyone in that room is intern Jalen. Oh, great. So <laughs> intern Jalen's also here as well. All right, let's get to our first guest of the day. It is time for playoff high school football. By the way, the Braves are world champions. I probably should say that. Of course. We're world, of course. world freaking champions. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, but we got to talk some high school football, uh, playoff football with the head football coach of the JHRO's Rampants. He is Will Bland joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line to kick off a Wednesday show. Will, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, congratulations on a great season, uh, with your JHRO's Rampants and, didn't uh, get off to the best of starts there, Will, with the zero and three start. But how was your team able to to bounce back from that? Go six and one the rest of the way uh, after that slow start. Well, I think it probably has to do with the fact that we played some real tough teams at the at the beginning. I think the, our four losses against um, teams that have a combined record only two losses. So um, we knew we had a tough schedule. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't the way we wanted to start off, but. I think the kids got together, um, got refocused, and then all of a sudden they started playing um, rapid football, and then we started rolling off a bunch of wins and stuff. So um, I'm very proud of that. Absolutely. Uh, great uh, season once again for Will Bland. Uh, following up, I guess, Will, uh, the 2021 spring season, right? This is your, your second season of this year. Uh, so you guys have done a lot of winning football in this calendar year. Yeah, I mean, um, it's um, been really blessed to be able to have some of these um, great players that I had. Um, back-to-back conference champs has been a real, real 
important thing that we have done here at Rose. Um, just want to try to keep the uh, winning tradition going here and then just um, try to make further in the playoffs this year. Well, Will, uh, we talked about this leading up to the season, that this new conference you're in, it's going to feel like playoff football just about every week, right? So you've already almost been through a playoff. Now you're getting ready for the real playoffs. But how does that week in, week out, that, that murderer's row of a, a conference you play in, prepare you for what you're about to get into? Well, you know, every week was a playoff atmosphere that we had to deal with. You know, the likes of Newburn, the likes of Conley, um, being there to compete against a really, really good football program, have a lot of meaning our last game, and, you know, they time on um, day in, day out, always make a long run in the playoffs. So that just show that we have the ability to compete against some good teams. Uh, we know we can go in there, we can hang with them, uh, we can play tough, and then eventually be able to pull out at the end if we have to. Talking to Will Bland, former ECU wide receiver, head football coach at J.H. Rose, getting ready for a playoff game coming up against Croatan this Friday night. Will, uh, let's talk about your team before we look at the opponent. Who are the guys that have carried you here to this point? Who will you be counting on Friday night if the Rampants want to get a playoff win? Well, we got to um, rely on our offensive line. You know, at the beginning of the year, we said they were young, but they had grown. They have um, gotten better each week. Um, giving the um, like for Michael Allen, the like for Clay Brown Brown, who's been a big plus was on both sides of the ball, and then just try to get into some uh, wide receiver hand. I've been really impressed with how Will has grown as our quarterback over the season. How he's been better smart with the ball, not making that many turnovers. And then on defense aspect, we're just playing fast, just keeping the guys um, simple, making sure they know their assignment so they can be able to play fast and um, get some turnovers. Will, part of your job, part of the coaching staff's job is, is to get the ball in the hands of your playmaker, Michael Allen. Now the defense is going to key in on that. So kind of a two-part question. How do you make sure you draw up stuff to make sure he's – you know, not being double, triple team and you can get him the football, but B, how do you kind of use him as a decoy? It's kind of both of those things, right? If you want this offense to click. Yeah. And then for the most part, he has been a, a great kid as far as his, you know, his, his role. You know, he can get the ball at least 20 times a game, but when you don't get the ball, he helps other players get get their yards uh, like Clayvon. I mean, like when we motion him out, you know, he's going to take about two kids with him. So, and then we hand the ball underneath to our bruising back Clayvon, and uh, he does the rest as getting yards and um, getting some touchdowns. And then being able to pull um, away from our wide receivers, I mean, get Mike, he's a great catching the ball in the backfield, so you know they got to honor that. And then we just you know, get some of the young guys, um, some of our playmakers like Derry Geddes, Jaden Grimes, to catch the ball and get upfield and get some points. Will Bland joining us. Will, what do you know about the opponent coming up on Friday night? Um, they, they, you know, they, um, I think they came in, I want to say third or fourth in their conference. So, um, they're going to be ready. Um, they run the ball a lot. Um, they get in uh, a lot of wing T, not a lot of wing T, but a lot of power eye, and then they like to run option with it. So we got to play assignment football on the defense aspect of it, play assignment football. I make sure we get to the quarterback, um, uh, hit the quarterback, hit the running back, and on um, defense, Defense, they run um, too high a lot, so we just got to get in the holes and uh, hopefully we can establish a run game. Will Bland joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Will, does practice feel any different this week leading up to a playoff game? I know you want to try to make it as normal as possible for the players, but uh, does it have an, a, a different feel as you get ready for postseason football? Yeah, of course it does, because the, the fact that you actually get to bring up some of your kids that play JV mm-hmm. and dumb kids are trying to – 
get some playing time. So, you know, they they participate as our scout team, and they do the scout team for the other team, and they go hard, which makes our offense and defense do real good for the varsity level. So they've been a real blessing how hard they go, how, how much detail they put into trying to make us better. And, you know, you want to reward them guys on Friday if you can by um, getting big leads and getting, like, some – some shutout so we can get some of them guys in. Will Bland joining us. Will, uh, now you still keep up with the Pirates, former ECU wide receiver. How about the four and four Pirates trying to get to five and four while you're, uh, working hard at J.H. Rose? Have you been able to, to watch this team trying to get to a bowl game for the first time since 2014? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I keep up with them. I watch them. Um, I listen to them on the radio and stuff. So, um, very, it reminds me of like when we was under coach, um, Thompson, you know, when we got under host, you know, trying to get to that. Yeah. First bowl game in a while, you know, and you, you just got to make sure the players are dialed in, know what's at stake, and, you know, hey, this is your opportunity because if you're senior, you want to get in the bowl game, um, get all that stuff that they get. So you just got, just got to make sure they tune in and doing everything the right way and taking care of business. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up, Will, that you can certainly relate to what's happening right now where you go through some dark times, but you get that you start to climb out of that tunnel, right? And you see the uh, the light at the end of the road. You were a part of that uh, during your time here at ECU, kind of returning East Carolina football back to its winning ways, and it looks like uh, hopefully they're on that track right now. Right, and I agree. I mean, and that's what, if you think about it, we, I got into a bowl game my senior year, and then you saw, like, all the perks of going to the bowl, being able to practice longer, being there to be with your yeah. classmate longer, and being like, dang, why we didn't do this my whole time here? <laughs> well, well, better, better, uh, late than never, I guess, Will, for you there at East Carolina. Uh, now it's about the Rampants trying to make a run in these playoffs, Will, and, uh, I don't know. Give me a key or two for Friday night. What's your team going to have to do well to get this W? Well, we got to go out there. Um, we can't go, um, can't do all the newspaper clipping. And I think that what happened this, uh, beginning of the season, we got, where our boys got down into what the newspaper was saying about us and stuff. So we just got to tune all that out. And we just got to go out there, play Simon football on defense, make sure we rally to the ball, try to um, get some turnovers. And often, we get, um, no big mistakes, no turnover, and then score every chance to get. Will Bland joining us. Will, good luck to you, man, on uh, Friday night. And go ahead and get a win so we can talk to you again next week here on the show. All right. Sound good. I appreciate it. Thanks, bro. All right, bud. There's Will Bland joining us today, former Pirate, and uh, a great guy to talk to. He's a great dude. Uh, Eastern North Carolina guy, went to Havelock, uh, played receiver for East Carolina, and uh, certainly found a home and a lot of success at J.H. Rose. We'll talk to Nate Connor on the show coming up on uh thursday's edition of pirate radio live talk some dh conley football as uh it is a fun time wes you uh produce the games here friday nights on pirate radio so you've been uh on this journey the entire season yes. but uh always fun when we get into playoff time it really is and um i hope to see uh conley who we uh carry go all the way but We'll see what happens. They got a tough test on. Yes, they Friday. do. Yes, yeah. they really do. Anytime you see one of those Durham schools on the schedule, uh, oh, yeah. you know it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. We'll preview that one coming up with uh, Nate Connor on uh, Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. All right, let's uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We're going to visit with the voice Jeff Charles. If we have time at the end of this hour, we'll talk a little Braves with Jeff. But we uh, we'll talk about the World Champion Atlanta Braves. First time since 1995. Still kind of in a little bit of shock and disbelief 
that it happened with this particular team. I mean, I've seen some incredible Braves teams in my life with a ton of Hall of Famers, and I did not see this 2021 team being the one to finally get another World Series championship. But it happened last night in Houston. We'll talk about that. Other things going on in the world of sports as well as we roll on. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. The voice, Jeff Charles, joins us after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Got damage from wood, wood rot? Fixed. Damage from smoke or fire? Fixed. Damage caused by water? Fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that uses uh, that works for you, not your insurance company. Visit FixNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. FixNC. Restore, renew, maintain. Mm-hmm. Now back into the show. Here is Cliff Brock. All right. The voice of Wes Hines here on a Wednesday. Wes, uh, what other days are you producing the program this week? Friday. Okay. You're going to miss Molly tomorrow. Uh, I love the Molly and Wes uh, <laughs> duo. Uh, Molly will join us tomorrow. we got a big show on Thursday with Molly, Kevin Monroe. Um, let's see. Ryan Wallen from the... Temple Owls 24-7 network to preview that game. Um, Nate Connor, Tony Collins, a lot of guests coming up on Thursday. Uh, coming up later today, Bryce Williams will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios for the first time in a few weeks. And for the first time in a few weeks, Wager McGee will be here as well at 4 o'clock to get you ready for college football Saturday, Sunday, but also Wednesday, Thursday, because the Maction continues tonight. I was watching the Braves last night. I didn't watch any Mac football. So uh, we'll have some college football on tonight at A.J. McMurphy's uh, Sports Trivia, 8 o'clock. Come on out and uh, have a good time with us tonight at A.J.'s. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live Line and visit with the voice, Jeff Charles, on this Wednesday. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Cliff, and this is a really busy time here in November, isn't it, with both football and basketball starting, of course, uh, next week. The Pirates have got eight basketball games, believe it or not, in the month of November and wow. uh, four football games. So, what, that's a total of 12 football and, and basketball games coming up in the month of November. A lot of hoops. I'm fired up for it, Jeff, uh, less than a week away from tipping things off with South Carolina State at Menjis Coliseum next Tuesday night. The women, Kim McNeil's team, will be on the road at Middle Tennessee next Tuesday, so we'll get some Pirate Hoops mixed in with the Pirate football. Jeff, uh, real quick, let's start with the world champion Atlanta Braves, and I bring them up first, not because I'm just a fan, but because of your time in Atlanta. And, and you've talked about this before, Jeff, but remind us of – uh, Jeff Charles in the, the city of Atlanta back in the day working. Uh, what, what, what did you do, uh, in the, uh, the Peach City there? 
Well, I was a sports director at WSB in Atlanta, the 50,000-watt clear channel giant that goes all over the country at night and into Canada, and I did a sports talk show there every night. And then I did a pregame show and postgame show before Atlanta Braves games and also Atlanta Hawks games. At the time, WSB was the flagship station for both the Braves and the Hawks when I was there. So I covered the Atlanta sports scene for uh, two years, Clip, while I was in uh, Atlanta and got to know a lot of the Braves people. Of course, now that's been a long time ago, and and those folks who were involved in the franchise at that time are, are no longer with us. And you heard me talk so often about Skip Carey and Pete Van Weeren and Ernie Johnson Sr., those guys were, were legendary characters in Atlanta during that time, uh, not only on WSB, but also, of course, uh, on the Superstation when the Braves were being televised uh, in the 80s all across the country. And Atlanta had some, some good players. When I was there, Clip, uh, nothing like uh, what we saw in the mid-90s or what we are seeing today. But they had good players, but they were kind of a middle of the pack, maybe even an also ran at time at times kind of team. So it's really good to see uh, Atlanta on top now. And, my goodness, they got that great pitching last night. And, you know, Cliff, I know in sports we have an awful lot of worn-out old cliches, but this one does apply. Good pitching will stop good hitting every time. And I think that's what we saw last night. You would think going into that game in Houston that the Astros were going to score a bunch of runs yeah. at home. And guess what? They ended up getting shut out, and you got to give credit DeFreed and company, they came out and just pitched a terrific game last night. And, again, uh, the pitching was terrific, and it stopped the Astros' fine hitting. Well, Jeff, one guy that has been around uh, and was, I guess, was part of the organization when you were there in Atlanta is Brian Snitker. His run with the Braves organization has been incredible, starting with, you know, a three-year minor league player that then got into coaching and coached the Durham Bulls as part of the organization and worked his way up, third base coach, uh, now the manager of the Braves. And uh, it's incredible to see a guy – uh, stick with a team like that for all these years. He's been with one organization pretty much his entire life and uh, was happy to see him uh, end it with a ring last night. Yeah, no doubt about that. A baseball lifer for sure. I never did cross paths with Brian Snicker, but uh, my goodness, what a great job he's done uh, throughout the entire career he's had with the Braves organization. And, you know, those guys are kind of dinosaurs these days, Cliff. Very few guys end up staying with the same franchise, you know, decade after decade like he has. So it's a great story. It's a story of loyalty and perseverance and stick to itiveness and uh, just good for, for Brian Snicker. I know he's a really good guy and good to see uh, those type of people get on top and hopefully he can keep the Braves on top for a little while. Uh, it was great to see that, Jeff, and uh, also great to see what the Pirates have been doing on the football field lately. Uh, a return to uh, the, the Conference USA Championship days, running the football and playing good defense, and that's what they did against South Florida last Thursday. The Pirates getting a 100-yard night from Rajay Harris, Holton Aylers, and Keaton Mitchell had 70-plus yards on the ground. And that defense, Jeff, just swarming, forcing turnovers, back-to-back games with shutouts in the second half. And that's uh, it's kind of what Mike Houston's been talking about since he first got here, right, Voice? That's the, the kind of football he wants to play. And uh, it was on display last Thursday. It really was, Cliff, and it's so much fun to watch this defense fly around and make big plays and get the picks and get the tackles behind the line of scrimmage and get the sacks. I mean, they are a lot of fun to watch, and 
they're playing right at 25 players every game on defense. So the guys who are out there can just go out there and let it rip, and they know they can give 110% on every play. And if they get a little bit winded, the next guy comes in, and, and he's just as good. So they're really developing a tremendous amount of depth on that side of the ball. And, Cliff, as you look into the crystal ball, in the future, almost all of those guys are coming back next year. Now, in this day and age of college football now where guys can transfer at the drop of a hat, you, you certainly hope that they all come back, but it is a different landscape, as we know. But, again, uh, this is a young defense. Uh, they're really fired up. They believe now in Blake Harrell, the defensive coordinator, and the scheme. And I talk with them on a daily basis, and I'll tell you, they're just having so much fun going out there and playing defense. They can't wait to get back out on the field as soon as the offense either scores or, or gives the ball back on a punt to the defense. Uh, they can't wait to get back out there. So they're playing with a lot of confidence, Clip. But, you know, you, you've heard me say this before, and you've heard uh, Steve Logan say this when he was a coach at ECU. The hardest thing to handle is a pat on the back, and the guys have been getting a lot of pats on the back here the last few days, and this team is not good enough to just roll the ball out and win so they're going to have to come out Saturday with their hair on fire, just like they've been playing here the last few weeks, and give that same kind of effort to beat Temple. Uh, if they would jump on Temple early and get a lead, you kind of wonder where the Owls are right now because they are really struggling. And you mentioned how East Carolina has been able to run the ball and stop the run. Well, you look at Temple stats this year, Clip, and they've not been able to run the ball or they've not been able to stop the run. So, when you have that combination working against you, it's hard to win games. They got off to a pretty decent start, and they had that win over Memphis. But here the last three weeks, the, the wheels have been coming off the wagon for them. So you really wonder about where they are, where their heads are. Will they come in here this Saturday swinging for the fences because they're upset the way they've been playing and they want to win so badly? Or will they just kind of come in and tuck their tails and, and there's not a whole lot of fight left in them? So... We will see what happens uh, coming up Saturday at 3 o'clock. Man, uh, Jeff, what a difference a year makes, too. Uh, at one point, I didn't know if we'd ever beat the Temple House. They had just had the Pirates number year after year after year. You had that weird one in Philadelphia last year where you guys uh, get ready for the kickoff and, and then find out there's some COVID issues going on with Temple. They had to delay the start of the game. It didn't know for a time if uh, you were going to be able to actually call a game that day in Philadelphia. But the Pirates end up knocking off the Owls, kind of getting the monkey off the back there, and they're looking for two in a row over Temple coming up this Saturday. And uh, hopefully a good crowd, 3 o'clock at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We'll be with you 11 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up Saturday to get you ready for that 3 o'clock kickoff. Jeff, the uh, college football playoff rankings were unveiled last night, and Cincinnati outside of the top four, I mean, I I saw this one coming. I even said on Monday that Cincinnati need, is going to need a ton of help to to get into that top four, just because uh, they, they you know it's it's not built for outsiders. And my favorite line on this whole thing, Jeff, is from Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, where he says, "Remember that, folks. This is they call it a playoff. It's not a playoff. It's an invitational." And I think that's pretty well said, Jeff. That uh, they're they're inviting the teams that they want to invite, and not necessarily undefeated teams. And this year, not necessarily the uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Well, that's uh, unfortunate. Maybe that will change, but it probably won't clip. And again, the committee always <laughs> oh, just got to get a kick out of people calling it the committee. That's what it is. But uh, 
it, it has really taken on a lot of water here. Twenty four hours. Yeah. As far as the national media is concerned, local media. I'm I'm sure in the city of Cincinnati, the local media there is just grilling them, and rightly so. Um, if you're a Cincinnati fan and you live in the city there, went to school there, uh, you've got to be pretty unhappy with what uh, came out of the poll yesterday. But I guess we were all braced for it. Uh, Michigan State uh, has had a really nice run here, and they got that win over Michigan. I didn't know whether they were going to get in the top four or not, but here they are, number three. So that's a pretty good story in East Lansing. And then here's Ohio State. Uh, they're just one shot ahead, one spot ahead now of uh, uh, Cincinnati in the in the state of Ohio, knocking on the door now, hoping somebody stumbles that, that they can get in. But, you know, Cliff, you and I have talked about this before on the show uh, there's such a great love in this country for college football, and sometimes I really wonder why, because as you mentioned, it's almost like the Invitational, the same teams. Every year playing for the national championship, it seems, you might have one team drop out and another new one come in, but we all know who the Blue Bloods are. There are about eight schools in America that legitimately have a shot to win the national championship on a yearly basis, and it's just tough to break through. Now, if you are Cincinnati and you do go undefeated, and, of course, we hope the Pirates have something to say about that in three weeks, but if you do and then you say goodbye to the American, at least you join the party and you're in the Big 12 and you're going to have a better chance of, of getting in than you would in the American Athletic Conference, and I'm sure that's what they're preparing their fan base for. If they don't get in this year, hey, we're moving on to the Big 12 and we've got a better chance to play for a national championship, which is true. But the Big 12, as we know, is not going to be the Big 12 that we know today. So for them, they are hoping that they improve their chances because they still will be in a Power 5 league if the Big 12 retains that. And right now, all indications are that they will. But you have to feel, you have to feel for Cincinnati. They, they have done a remarkable job. Luke Fickle has been Absolutely terrific, and remember, he got bypassed for the Ohio State job when they hired Ryan Day, and Luke Fickle went to uh, Cincinnati, and he's done a terrific job there. Uh, they've always had a good recruiting base clip. Uh, if you look down through the years at Cincinnati's roster, so many of their linemen, especially offensive linemen, come from right there in the city of Cincinnati, and they're in that tri-state area, and there are a lot of football players there, so they've always had a good recruiting base, and now that they've won, they can go out more nationally and into the south and into Florida and get get players. So hats off to them. They've done a great job with their program. I wish they were staying in the American because it just makes the American a better league with the Cincinnati Bearcats in there, both in football and in basketball. But everything is changing, and uh, they're moving on probably in two years. They'll be moving on. The Houston Cougars will be moving on. How about uh, their response from the East Carolina game, uh, Jeff, where they come out and knock off undefeated SMU, and you got three teams now in the top 25 AP poll uh, with Cincinnati, SMU, and Houston uh, jumping up to number 20 in the nation, Jeff. And uh, you now got those three teams uh, from the Americans. So, uh, let you know how, how good the, the league is, especially at the top. And Jeff, uh, again, I go back to this, uh, this poll I do with other bloggers and, and reporters for AAC teams, and there's definitely a top three tier. I think Cincinnati might be in a tier by themselves, but then you have SMU and Houston, 
And right behind them, you've got UCF and East Carolina. And uh, the Pirates, we'll see how it finishes out this year, Jeff. A lot of football to go. Can they take care of business against Temple and, you know, maybe Memphis and Navy? But East Carolina, at least for this year and, and hopefully moving forward, have put themselves into the top four or five in the AAC uh, in football, Jeff. It was, and, and a lot of that is... It's due to how they play, but a lot of that is due to other teams being down in 2021. But man, uh, it's a world of difference from where this uh, this team was compared to AAC schools in the past three, four, five, six years. Well, when you pick up the standings and you look, it's good to see the Pirates not at the bottom and more in the middle of the pack. And uh, you almost do a double take because yeah. for so long, East Carolina has been right there, as we all know, Clip at the bottom. So it's good to see, uh, good to see again East Carolina, like fourth, fifth, or wherever you want to put them, in the middle of the pack. And hopefully East Carolina can keep uh, moving up. Now there's a lot to be played for here these last four games, as we know, and a lot on the line. Uh, the guys have to come out and take it one at a time. As Mike Houston says, it's one and zero this week, guys. And so that's their focus. And they've got to beat Temple. They're double digit favorites to beat Temple this week. And then going to Memphis, that will be a, a very interesting game we'll talk about next week. This is a Memphis team that's not quite as good as they have been in past years. And if the Pirates can play really well against Temple, you would think they have a shot going to Memphis to, to win that game on the road. It won't be easy. But uh, you feel better about going down to Memphis now than you did the last time they went down there where they really got waxed. So, you know, it's all there for the guys, and, and they know it better than, than anyone. The coaching staff and the players, they all know what's at stake down the stretch here, and they know they have to be ready to go every week. And we've talked about it, I guess, Clip, since winter workouts started last year, that the goal for this team is to get to a bowl. And I can tell when I talk with the players, uh, their eyes light up when you talk about going to a bowl. I mean, this is really something they want to do. Those of us who have been around for a long time have gone to a lot of bowls, but you have to understand these guys that are on this football team have never gone to a bowl, so their eyes get big when you start talking about going to a bowl and maybe going to a, a great city and experiencing uh, a bowl atmosphere and a bowl experience. So that's something that these kids really want to do, and let's just hope that they can find a way to scratch out two more wins and, and get that goal. Jeff Charles joining us on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. You'll hear a lot of the voice coming up this week as uh, I'll be live at UBE coming up on Friday for the UBE Pirate Preview. And, Jeff, we'll talk to you coming up in hour number one of the Bud Light pregame tailgate, 11 to noon on Saturday. So a lot of football talk on the way, Jeff. Great time of the year. And, uh, man, it's great to, as we've talked about, have the Pirates in the mix here for a a bowl game this late in the season, first time in a long time. So a lot of excitement uh, going on right now, Voice. Yeah, there really is. I can, I can tell when I go around town, uh, people are excited about ECU sports again, and people are starting to talk about basketball season being right around the corner as well, Clip. And I went to practice on Monday, and uh, I know we say this every year, and folks are going to hear this interview and say, well, he says that every year. But I really do believe that, the talent level is better this year. I mean, I really like the look of some of these new guys, and there are some men out there. I mean, this looks like a legit American Athletic Conference team, and I was impressed uh, just watching the guys uh, get on, on the floor, like we always say, they look good going through the airport or they, they look good uh, getting off the bus, and this team does. I mean, Vance Jackson is a man. 
Uh, Alonzo Frank is a, is a man. I mean, these guys, these guys are really put together and they look like, you know, they look like players. And so, and I know Vance Jackson is a player. There's no doubt about that. He, he, he could come in here this year, Clip, and be one of the best players in the conference. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So I like the look of those guys and then some of these young kids I think have a lot of potential. I don't know how much they're going to play this year and how much they're going to contribute, but I do think Joe brought in a good class of young players and then you still have the holdovers who should be able to take that next step. Tremont Robinson White and Brandon Suggs and these guys, Tristan Newton. I mean, these guys should be ready. JJ Miles, they should be. They've been around here for a while now, Cliff, and it's time for those guys to take a positive step and and uh, and be better and be more productive out, out on the floor. So, yeah, I think there's a little bit of buzz about basketball. And, again, everybody's so much in football mode, especially now with the Pirates having a better year. Basketball season really creeps up on you. But remember now the Pirates open up against South Carolina State next Tuesday night. And then we'll have a busy week next week. Clip will have South Carolina State on Tuesday then leave and go to Memphis and get back Saturday night from Memphis and then turn right around and have a basketball game Sunday at 4 as Western Carolina will come into town. So Pirates have two games next week, and they need to get off to a good start in hoops as well. No doubt, Jeff. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us today. We'll hear from you coming up Friday at noon on the UB Pirate Preview and talk to you Saturday as well on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Thanks for your time as always, voice. Okay, Cliff. Enjoyed it. Have a good one. Thank you, Jeff. There's Jeff Charles. We'll hear more from Jeff coming up at noon on Friday on the UBE Pirate Preview. And he'll join us hour number one of the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. When we return, we'll do a uh, just a makeshift edition of the rundown. Chandler, you're going to join me in studio next segment? Are you going Mint again? Mint Man is back. You like it? I don't know what Mint Man means. <laughs> Just the, the minty flavor of his shirt there, Will. Oh. Looking a little minty. Don't I look chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll have more after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining. There is something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now back to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right. Well done, Wes Hines. That is World Series champion. Clip Rock to you. Well, I don't know if I get a ring, but... I think all loyal fans like you, Clip, deserve a ring. I agree. And uh, maybe it's in the mail. We'll see. 
Uh, Braves winning it all last night on the road in Houston in a, I mean, a dominant performance, a blowout, but I was never feeling good about it until the final out. Like people kept texting congratulations, like in the seventh inning, I was about nah, ready to nah, throw my phone I, I at the TV. Nah, I don't like that. I I, I hate it. Uh, but the uh, hey, guys got it done. Great pitching, as Jeff Charles said. Max Freed, and really like the Braves had the pitching advantage throughout the entire series. After they got through Milwaukee and the Dodgers, uh, you look at the Astros pitching, especially without McCullers. I mean, it, nobody scared you at all. What terrified you was them going home in that stadium where they score five, six, seven, eight runs a game. That's what makes you nervous. But uh, Freed and the night shift, the bullpen, the late shift, uh, shut them down for Atlanta as they've done the majority of that series. And, man, it was uh, it was a it, lot of fun to see. It didn't look good there at the beginning. They had their first two batters got on right, and yeah. it looked like Max Freed's ankle got broke. Yeah, and I got, thought it was going to be another Charlie Morton situation where he's going to pitch, you know, finish the inning on a broken ankle. And I wonder if I guess we're not at this point. I, I thought we might find out later that he's got some major damage or something. Oh yeah, but I guess it'll come okay. out that he finished or he finished his outing on like uh, pretty much nothing. Why didn't he paint no ankle? Paint uh, magic marker on his sock like Kirk Schilling. I, I don't know, but now that looked painful. Yeah, and he, and he didn't touch the base. Brantley didn't ever touch he, the base. He, he stepped. He stepped on Freed's ankle, and that was it. Just like Alex uh, Bohm never touched home plate earlier this year. Braves yeah. fans, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, man, world champions! It's, Congrats! Uh, it's awesome. Congrats! Um, so yeah, I don't even really Jorge Soler, dude. I mean, <laughs> like what? Hitting a ball he hit that. out of the stadium is one of the coolest things you can do in sports. That was to the moon. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute. And Solaire is not. I mean, there's the majority of players in Major League Baseball are pretty cocky. I don't look at Solaire as one of those guys, but he had a pretty epic, you know, bat drop, stare down. Yeah. He looked at his own dugout, so it wasn't showing up the opponent, but he was in that batter's box for a while. Dude. And, uh, I mean, I would It was too. awesome. I know. It was. If you hit a ball that hard with- and that far. And did you see the swings he had had in that at bat previously? Like yeah. he almost felt like he was about to take one deep. Like, yeah, he didn't was know it was going to be that deep. He was literally coming out of his shoes. I mean, he was swinging with so much like I don't know. It's like he's mad and he's just swinging as hard as he can. And I actually, I was like, dude, this guy's a stud. And earlier today, I just like happened to look up Jorge Soler. I was like, I've heard his name throughout his career. I haven't really paid that much attention to him. He was a case. He was a KC Royal. Yeah. Before this, I don't know if he was anywhere else in the league. But he won I, with the Cubs, which I don't remember. Maybe that's where I remember his name. I remember him as a Royal. Um, I, yeah. And, but now the the it was like eleven minute highlight tape of him just hitting tanks. Yeah. I mean, there was one where he hit um, at Fenway. He hit it over the monster and off the sign behind the monster. I mean, like they're moonshots. And then there was one that was like top ten longest home runs by Jorge Soler. <laughs> he uh, is the World Series MVP. What a job by Braves management to get him, Jock Peterson, bring back Adam Duvall, mm, and of Braves. course uh, Eddie Rosario. And Chad uh, just sent a tweet that said, 
How do you feel about Kung Fu Panda getting a ring and being a four-time World Series champ? I feel great about it because Pablo Sandoval was fun to watch early in the year when the Braves were scuffling and he had some big pinch-hit moments and things like that. Then they trade him for Eddie Rosario, who's the NLCS MVP, who carried him through that series and just had a phenomenal postseason. So, absolutely. I want to see Pablo Sandoval at the parade. Uh, later this week. I mean, he, he deserves it. Oh, he went to, where, where did he go? He went to nowhere. He went to the Indians and they cut him immediately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm he got be to be a part of the parade. He had to sit at home and, uh, enjoy the show. You know who I'm excited for? And I just saw his picture on your Twitter page. Ron Washington. Absolutely. One of the, like, most funniest, best personalities in baseball. Yeah. He had, I saw the day where he had three chances. One as a player in 1977. Then he went back-to-back years for the uh, Rangers in 2010. No, not back-to-back, but 2010 and 2013. But he lost all three chances, and then he finally gets one last night with the Braves. And his managerial career came to an end after uh, some drug issues, right? I believe there was some some blow involved in that. Ooh, I mean, the dude... I did not know that. He, I, I, he he should be a manager somewhere for what he does on the baseball field, and he's one of the most beloved people in the organization right now. Just watching him work with Ozzie Albies and Freddie Freeman before game and doing the drills that they do, uh, he is a master instructor, and Brian Snicker talked about that on the post game. He talked about the coaching staff which is players from my childhood, uh, Eric Young, EY, uh, Walt Weiss, Kevin Seitzer, like guys I remember playing, they're all on this Braves coaching staff, and uh, he gave them a lot of credit in this yeah. team's success this year. Um, yeah, it was awesome to see. Is, okay. So is the parade, is that going to be like uh, an access to watch? or like? Probably, mean, you probably watch it online. I mean, Yeah. I watched, Pull it up here, man. What what time is it? I watched all the post game last night. Um, I love David Ortiz, by the way, the player and I saw you tweet that. I don't character. know what you were talking about. He was just he's just so fun to watch interact with the players, and uh, he's a huge Freddie Freeman fan. He was, uh, you know, Max Freed was almost like like in awe of getting compliments from David Ortiz after the game. <laughs> Frank Thomas is a you know, a Georgia guy, a, a guy that grew up a Braves fan, and he almost was, like, jealous of Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson in particular. He's an Atlanta guy. Who is a local kid who got to win it for the Braves. Like, Frank Thomas was, like, jealous of That him, is that his city. That. Yeah, this is his bleeping city. Uh, Kevin asked, have I ordered any World Series merch yet? He said he dropped about 100 bucks last night. Uh, not yet, Kevin. I will be getting the hat with the... World Series patch on the side, uh, for sure. That will be for sure one of my purchases. I used to, as a kid, well, it was the Super Bowl and national championships and basketball and stuff. I used to be so amazed that they used to have the merch out as soon as the game was over. All right, well, I'm older than you, but I used to, after every championship, (laughs) flip over to QVC. Do you even know what that is? The shopping channel, Wes, you know what it is. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it. So right after championships, because I was like, so how do they know who's going to win right, like this? Right, yeah. I had, they already had the design. I'm like, how do they do this so quick? My small brain couldn't 
comprehend that they did it for both teams. I was just amazed that they knew who was going to win the championship. And immediately right after it, flip over to QEC, they'd be selling the merch right there. You could call in and uh, order it on your uh, you know, your phone. And they used to, and they still do this to this day, is uh, like the paper. They'll have the paper up there, and it's like world champs. Yeah. And I'm like, how do they print that paper so fast? <laughs> how do they get the picture? I mean, how? It, it, I don't know. I, it's just, I used to amaze me, and now it's nothing to me now. I know they used to have it, uh, or they have it ready to go. And uh, they knew who was going to win last night when they entered the ninth. Uh, yeah, it was already in the books. Touchdown. And, and the Atlanta Braves uh, take it over the Astros, which is uh, great for Braves fans. And i uh, got a lot of lot of friends that are Braves fans that I've interacted with. And also great for non-Astros fans because they are the most hated team in baseball. Mm-hmm. So everybody got to celebrate last night. So Dancy Swanson, the, the local kid, the Atlanta kid, he gets the final out in, to win the pennant. And he gets the final out to win the World Series. That's, That's crazy. Right. Uh, while we got a few minutes here, we'll wrap up hour one. I want to uh, bring Wes in for this uh, Jeff Banks story. Okay. Talked about it yesterday, Wes. Uh, are you? Do you know uh, who Pole Assassin is? No, I have no. Okay. I have no clue. This, All right. This ought to be fun. Jeff Banks is a special teams coach for the Texas Longhorns football okay. team. All right. He. Um, well, here's the the first line of the story. A Texas assistant coach's partner appears to have deleted her Twitter account after responding to allegations the couple's emotional support monkey bit a trick-or-treater at their home over Halloween weekend. <laughs> now, there's so many parts of the story, Wes. So Banks um, apparently uh, left his wife to be with this woman Whose, whose nickname is Pole Assassin oh my. because she she was an exotic dancer. Okay. I don't want to say, sh- like, stripper seems so negative, <laughs> right? Exotic yeah. dancer sounds like we all. Sounds provocative. We all technically are strippers. Like, before we get in the shower, we take our clothes off, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're stripping. Although, I, I'm, a, I'm a little modest. I go fully clothed in the shower. Oh, man. Oh, no way. Legend. <laughs> no way. No way. So exotic. Like we, like painters, we don't call them colorers. All they're doing is throwing some colors. Yeah. Like stripper sounds bad. Exotic dancer, yeah. I think, sounds pretty professional. <laughs> so anyway, pole assassin. She's been on Jerry Springer. You're probably a Jerry Springer watcher, right, Wes? No. No. Never. No, Mari. I, I used to. Yeah, we all used to. But, uh, um, so she's been on that show. Well, anyway. A story came out that her it's her monkey. She has a monkey. Uh-huh. And by the way, the monkey used to do uh, acts on the pole with her. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy, God. dude. Um, I so, love telling the story to Wes. <laughs> I just want to get Wes's take on the whole thing. So she made some sort of haunted house area around their house. Right. And, like, kids from the neighborhood would come over, be there, and, and you know, do all the festivities during Halloween. Well, there there came out a story on Twitter that a kid got bit by a monkey. Mm. And it was like, all right, this is fake. Everything online is fake, whatever. But then the girl herself, the woman herself, comes out and basically says, don't believe everything you read. This isn't true. That kid was not supposed to be there. <laughs> so there was a monkey. There was a kid. There was an incident. 
And now we're just trying to piece it all together as to what exactly happened. Um, so now there is... Uh, oh, she actually put out a video on Twitter of the monkey setup, like his living quarters and everything. Right. And was like, see, you're not supposed to be around here. And don't put your hands inside the monkey cage and all that. <laughs> so well, that reminds you of the little um, the little house uh, on the on the prairie? Uh, prairie on the little house on the prairie that um, they had the uh, it was uh, I think it was the evil one episode which is remember the little house on the prairie the um, the um, the um, the later years uh-huh. remember I the, don't the, but the, oh man th- there was a they had a um, guy who was supposedly selling this um, elixir that was supposed to help with um, with all your aches and pains. And then you give you ten, give give him ten cents. You go see the um, the most miraculous thing behind the tent, and you go in, go in the tent, and it's this um, this half half um, man, half bear um, looking thing. Okay, so. <laughs> Oh, We're talking about that's house, little that's house on the prairie. Boy, yes. they got weird storylines going lately. Yeah. The, uh, the run there. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, but, so did um, the man bear bite anybody? Is that where we're getting to? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it literally attacked the um, the his, his owner. This mm. did this scar you for life? Like this? Uh, that's uh, no, but, <laughs> you're but, okay. But I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it, this is what it's starting to sound like. Have you? Ever, oh, we got to bring up this with Bryce Williams too. No. Oh, oh, the monkey story. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, have you ever been bit by a wild animal, Wes? Mm, well, not a wild animal, no. I've been, a I've domesticated been, animal? <laughs> I mean, um, just like, of course, folks get stung by wasps and things of that sort. But sure. No, yeah. I, I've, not yeah. been, I've not been bit by a dog. My, my father okay. has. But. All right. I've been bit by a dog in, in the face. <laughs> oh, good in gracious. In the face. In the face. All right, now, uh, where, where's your uh, uh, where's your proof? Because you know, there's got to be a scar somewhere. Oh, no, 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 no. That was years ago. It was right here on the cheek. And then apparently it didn't get me too bad. There would be a scar. But, right. uh, yeah, okay. don't get too close to a dog's face. No proof. <laughs> West needs to see I went proof. through pain and, like, was scarred for years. What kind of dog was it? A uh, little miniature dog. <laughs> and... and <laughs> All right, you got you got bit by the miniature Dodson. Um, how, how much did you get for it? For being bit? No, it was my friend's dog. Oh, so you didn't sue? It wasn't like a wild dog on the side of the road or anything. Like I was at my friend's house and got too close to its face, and I deserved it. Oh, oh that dog just died it. the other day, by the way. Oh, it did. Okay, so now, so, so now you've got it. Uh, it, it has had its just due. Yeah. Karma. Do- dog was old. <laughs> it, I mean, did you go spit on its grave? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, Redbeard said, "Wait a minute. They had strippers on Little House in the Prairie." No, not that part of the story. I think they did on the Walton. It was it was the man bear part of the story. Yeah, Richard. the man bear. Yeah. Man bear. Yeah. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. More hijinks coming up. Hour three with Bryce Williams. Jalen's really enjoying this, by the way. He's probably ready to leave. He is questioning all the decisions he's made in life right now. All right. Um, <laughs> Chad says. West Hines with the Little House on the Prairie reference in 2021, a show that ended in 1983. <laughs> hey, our older audience appreciated that. Let me, let me just say this. All right. At my house, Little House on the Prairie plays 
seven days a week. Hey, you still watch Andy Griffith, right? I don't know. Oh, man. Little House, seven days a week. What channel is it on? Uh, it's on uh, Hallmark HD. Yeah. Hallmark Drama. There you go. Hallmark Drama. Bring in the drama. My grandma's favorite show of all time. <laughs> all right. We will get a break in and come back. Wager McGee joins us to talk football lines when we return after this. your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dos by the hospital are open for your serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they ha- will have it ready for your curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or take-out, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now back to PRL. And the second hour, here is Cliff Brock. All right, what an intro. Thank you, Wes Hines. Producing today, intern Jalen, Chandler Honeycutt, also in Studio B. And joining me in Studio A, he is back on a Wednesday. Wager McGee is here. Hello, Wager. Hey, Cliff. Good to see you. Good seeing you. Congrats. Yeah, man. I know you had a lot to do with it. Um, I feel like, again, I don't know if I'm going to get a ring, but... <laughs> A lot of time, effort, uh, you know, emotion. I invested a lot emotionally in this team. The great thing about this one is you're probably going to be the World Series champion for two years now because the, they're not going to play next year due to a lockout. So the Braves got the first one back from a lockout in the 90s, and now they get one going into the next one. Braves and lockouts. We might get to sit on this one for a while. You're right. Wait. I think you. Yeah, I think you may. Uh, you may be good till 23 on this one. All right, I like it. Yep. A lot of uh, junk talking from me to my Phillies, Mets, pretty much anybody that doesn't root for the Braves. All right, uh, how are you doing in your uh, your big Vegas contest? What's what are you looking like? Did right good. Now? We ha- we have two entries, one in Circa and one in Westgate. Went four and one in both last week. Um, tried to fight off the Vikings, but they're stale lines, right? So the Vikings on Wednesday were plus one and a half. And by the time we had turned in the entry, they were minus four and a half. You can't give up six points value. But I knew they were going to lose that game. Primetime Cousins. Yep. But we went with it anyway. Uh, hey, four and one. We're the same in both. So we're 20, 23, 16 and one, and, which is amazing because we haven't sent the same picks in on either side. Uh, last year, last week, we were really, really like all over the place. We were like trying to pick up the four lines with value. And then the ones that were our best bats, and I think there was, I think New England was the only crossover on both. The Giants almost made both. Um, but I had Denver on one. 
stayed away from the Falcons, which was good. So, um, I know Green Bay, one we were Green Bay, even though that was up to seven and a half. There's just too many points. I like Green Bay this week at seven and a half with all the wide receivers back. So, which is why the line seven and a half now with quarterback Jordan Love, Utah State. Yeah, he was good at Utah State. He gets rested wide receivers back against Kansas City defense, plus they're 31st in the league Kansas City doesn't cover against anybody except the Washington football team. Uh, we'll talk NFL yeah. a little later. Okay. Are you willing to lay 16 points with the East Carolina Pirates? Ah. I don't <laughs> this line tells me that Vegas thinks Temple is just closing shop here. Which they very well could be. Very well may be, and, and you got a pirate team that's like now... Playing for a lot. I mean, I was putting the notes. This is the week that we always talk about every year. And, the, and ECU doesn't have five wins, right? they got four. So get them to five. Five. But there's a lot of teams. This is a key week for a lot of teams at five wins. you got to get a sixth win because a lot of teams go into it like ECU. ECU's got to get their fifth because their schedule gets a little tougher. Yeah, that was their goal this year, right? Was yeah. six wins bowl game. It probably, I'm... I'm not in the locker room. I think they weren't probably talking about Conference US or a, a American. You don't have to be in the locker rooms. Yeah. Colt Nailers has stated they want to get six wins. Yeah, in the bowl game. And that's it for a team that's for a lot of teams. And it's going to be a big deal for them. So, but <coughs> they still don't need to win by more than 16 to get there. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I like laying small points, like we were talking about, laying small points, taking big points, laying 16. Ugh. That's a lot of points. I think they win. I, I would probably just stay away from the 16. But I, if I had to gun to the head, had to pick, I would probably lay the 16 against Temple the way that they've kind of quit. Yeah, and uh, ECU finally got over the Temple bugaboo last year with a win in Philadelphia against their six-string quarterback or whatever. So they know they can beat them. Got them at home. Important game. And uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. All right, let's talk Wednesday night football. We'll be watching this at AJ's tonight. we got some uh, action which last night it started on a Tuesday night. I was locked into baseball, so didn't watch any of it. I'm excited tonight to have some college football on wager. We got Northern Illinois, a road dog, uh, plus three and a half against Kent State, total at 72, and then Central Michigan at Western Michigan. And the Broncos are a favorite over the Chippewas by 964 and a half total. So are we really going to see that many points tonight? I've, in those games. I think we can. And last night was all dogs. Akron fumbled late, or it would have been all dogs money line. I think they were getting 20 points. So. Remember all dogs go to heaven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all Mac dogs just need to make us money. I mean, they, they were, it was dogs. I saw something else. What would a money line dog parlay last night pay? Oh, God. And if they'd scored, that, that game would have gone over as well. I like, I don't know why Northern, I think the wrong team's favored in that game. I get it. They're on the road. Um, but Northern catching three and a half against Kent, I really like. I mean, this is a team that's really been to Northern. They played Georgia Tech, Wyoming, Michigan to start, beat Georgia Tech straight up. They were two and one against the spread. They're five and zero straight up since then. Four and one against the spread. Last week won thirty nine thirty eight against Central Michigan as a, as a dog, and they're four and two straight up in six games as a dog. Not only just covering their five and one against the spread, their only game they didn't cover was a sixty three ten loss to Michigan. So you sprinkling? I, I think I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit. So and I had I, I I can see the other side why the total is so high um, on that game because last three games for Kent have been eighty six ninety five and sixty one. So they're not playing any defense right now. It's the Mac games that we want. 
and that we crave for and that kick off the holiday season. Don't worry about weather at this point. I mean, the skies are always like gray and it's kind of ugly. In you, all these games. you always need to check the weather for Mac games once yeah. it gets to November. So, uh, I got a friend that lives in Michigan said it snowed yesterday. So before Central and Western, I would check the weather there. But I like the dog in that one too. I don't understand why Western's minus nine. They're only one and two straight up the last three. The defense is allowed, you know, it's like 35 points a game, 37 points a game. The last three against Mac teams that I don't know if they're as good as the, the Central. And we just talked about they're the ones that lost 39-38 last week. I love that over if the weather is good. It's not a snowstorm. I don't think it's a blizzard or anything like that. It might just be cold there. Uh, like catching the nine there, too. So I'm doing I'm doing dogs. I'll sprinkle a little bit on that to, to kick off Mac. Over dogs, uh, money line, tees, whatever. All dogs and over. All dogs. All right. It's Go to uh, dog week afternoon evening in the MAC. All right, let's get to Thursday night. Your Georgia State Panthers are taking on Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana, obviously a home favorite in that one. Total fifty three and a half. Anything there? I I would lean Georgia State in that. I was trying to figure it out, knowing we would talk about it. I mean, it, it, they've only played five times overall. Lafayette's five and zero oh, straight up, but only one two and two against spread last year. They were a 17-point favorite, but it was week two after they had beat Iowa State. Oh, yeah. And went to overtime, 34-31. And the year before that, State was catching 14-and-a-half, and they only lost by 14. So they played really close the last two weeks. I don't Lafayette, – Lafayette, maybe just kind of slopping around after the, the app game a little bit. They almost lost to Arkansas State, 28-27, but then bounced back really nice last week. I think won 45 to nothing. Um, I – State's one of those teams that needs wins. They've got to get two wins to get to a bowl game. They still have, I think, Coastal uh, and somebody else left on that on that uh, list. But have been have t- have been really tested. Played Auburn, should have won that game. Played App State. I, I just I like the points there that they're getting. What is the I don't know what the exact, twelve and a half, twelve and a half, thirteen and a half, yeah, twelve and a half. I mean, Lafayette is seven and zero straight up since week one when they lost to Texas, but they're only three and three against the spread. And again, they've struggled. It seems like every other week they've kind of struggled. Um, no look ahead. They played Liberty in two weeks, so I mean, they should have all the focus here. I, I don't know about totals. Uh, Lafayette slowed it down a whole lot late in the season. They've go, they've played five straight unders, and Georgia State's defense is actually pretty good this year. All right, let's go to Friday night. Two games: uh, Virginia Tech's at Boston College. VT a three point favorite, forty seven total. And then I stay away from every Stanford game because I never can figure them out week to week. But they are home dogs, seven and a half to Utah. Total at fifty four. Anything on those two? I did I, not enough to put in the uh, twelve pages of notes, so okay. I, I'm wrong on every Pac-12 team. Right, uh, right. I tried to fade. I tried to back UCLA last week against Utah, so I'm, I'm done trying to guess on Utah games. And I think that Virginia Tech game, same thing's toss up. All right, well let's uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Saturday action with Wager McGee. I'll look at some of the bigger games, and then you can fill me in on some of the smaller quote-unquote games that you like on Saturday. We'll do that. And talk NFL. Hour number two of Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Towns Insurance Advisors offers expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now back to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. Hi, Wes. Thank you, sir. Welcome back into the program. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams coming up Hour 3. we got Wager McGee in the house. Tonight, the Hornets are on the road against the Warriors. Warriors are only a six-point favorite. I will. So Chandler and I have been taking the Hornets every game, and it's uh, done us quite well so far, 5-3 and three overall. Probably better than that against the number. I'm trying to think of how the ATS would work. Uh, but they've been good, uh, plus money. But they stink on national TV. I'm very concerned about that tonight. So if you're thinking about that game, I'd probably lean Warriors. Just judging. Well, Curry, that. too, and Charlotte, all that stuff, right? Then they're, then they're usually a little bit there. He's, uh, he, play. he always tries to stick it to his future team. Yeah. That's yeah. how I look at it. I'm on, before it started, before the season started, uh, I jumped on the Bulls bandwagon this year. So yeah. um, I, they're just going to be fun to watch. They're like the Warriors a couple years ago. And I was a little bit worried. They, you know, game one, I bet I just hammered the over because they were, they were just running this pace all preseason. And I think game one, they were like, they beat the Pistons like 92 to 79 or something. So I got scared off of it. And now they're, you know, averaging 130 points. And they just, I think they broke the Celtics the other night. Yeah. Um, Celtics, I'm going to need to pass the ball. He outscored them like 40 to 11 in the fourth or something. Fourth quarter was crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get back to football. Yeah. Uh, So much for NBA. My favorite game with my favorite team this weekend. And you're going to tell me that. You know, North Carolina's the play. I don't care. I'm going to take Wake Forest, no matter what you or anybody else says. It's a sucker play. I'm taking the Demon Deacons because I want to. There's a rule, the handicap. It took me a while to just trust it and I, just I know. just dive into it. Unranked home favorite is an automatic play. It happened three times last week. Wisconsin against Iowa covered one straight up. SMU or Houston against SMU covered one straight up and Mississippi State against Kentucky. It's more college basketball play, but all three of those unranked teams were hosting a ranked team, were favorites, and they won. It's Vegas knows, right? You go by the Vegas numbers. I, know. I, I, I look at it. I don't want to take North Carolina. I don't either. Same thing. I looked at it, and I was like, I just can't do it. But, I mean, it, they... I don't, I'm just going to blindly go into it. Plus, I know, I get it. Yeah, home team 6-0 and straight up the last six, 7-0 against the spread last seven. Wake... I mean, the, the poll, we can talk about that. Cincinnati's good. They're, they've got a path. Everybody beats themselves out. But they, they completely block Wake with that poll last night. So if I'm Wake, I'm probably a little bit frustrated by that. Now you're top ten, North Carolina, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, they... they uh, Wake, uh, I don't even know if they care. They're like, oh, they're mentioning us? That's nice. Like, it just seems like there's no passion or emotion. I, they're playing with a wake chip on their shoulder a little bit. But, I mean, now they're top ten. They're not. They're the hunted. So it completely changes now. They're Carol- underdogs. 
Yeah, they're, they're the underdog. <laughs> they still, nobody believes them. I mean, Carolina, remember that game last year? I hope we get that game because it's a noon start. 59-53 last year. So the Carolina 76 here. I, I don't know. You put up 113, 112 last week, and then... Somehow, you awake an army, army of all things. Got that was a 120 game, amazing so. game. And then I, I followed that up with a wake team total over instead of the game over, and they hit it against Duke last week. So I just love this Wake Forest team. I looked at, I mean, the, if Virginia was a common opponent. We both love Virginia this year in the pace. I mean, somehow Wake that, that was an amazing like Wednesday night game. I think we probably lost money on the over. Wake beat them thirty-seven to seventeen. Weird, slow Virginia night. game. I yeah. Remember. yeah, but then UNC played them and beat them fifty-nine to thirty-nine. So both t- those teams in Wake and up tempo, which you're probably going to get, both beat Virginia by twenty. Pretty comparable. I, Wake somehow was that weird game. I hope we get the fifty-nine thirty-nine game. Yeah, I'm blindly going with the unranked home favorite. Uh, and Bettany over here as well. All right, how about this one, Nunda? Number three on the road at Purdue, Michigan State, a slight favorite. Uh, it, it almost, and, and Jeff Nadeau liked this one, and he, he's liked it. He's kind of circled it on the schedule for a while. I almost feel like it's too obvious to take Purdue at this point against Michigan State. How do you feel about that game? It is, but I mean, I, I see the spot. I didn't, I didn't put any thoughts down here on it. It right. doesn't fall into the unranked ranked thing right, there. Because right. Michigan uh, State is a, a yeah three point favorite. Um, off of Michigan, though, I mean, off of that huge comeback win last week, and then I think it's, I think it's a trap because you saw what Purdue did against Iowa. Iowa. But Iowa can't run the ball this year, so Michigan State can run the ball. All of a sudden, now the running backs and a Heisman Trophy candidate. I would go Sparty still in this because I think. Purdue is pretty limited to what they can do offensively. Good defense, low scoring, but if it, especially if it dips down below two and a half, I think Sparty still wins this thing. All right, uh, just looking around, I love home Bo Nicks. Had them last week. Not a fan of road Bo Nicks. Uh, Texas A&M, a favorite at home, 330 CBS against Auburn. Any thoughts on that game? I, I, I do lean Auburn in that one, even though road Bo Nicks. So I, I think... They're starting to figure again from maybe Georgia State helped turn them around that game. They should have lost and they bench big and bow that game. Um, and they've just kind of gotten better and better and better. I see the somebody else mentioned it, but I can see the blow up SEC scenario where Alabama goes to Auburn, loses that game, and then Alabama turns around and beats Georgia in the SEC championship game and completely who goes for the SEC at that, at that point. So are Auburn's losses both conference? Uh, look. Because you're in your scenario, Alabama loses to Auburn, but still gets the West nod to the championship, uh, unless Ole Miss leaves, sneaks in there, I guess. But yeah, under that Auburn scenario, Auburn has be. Well, they lost to Penn State and Georgia, so they only have yeah. one conference loss. Yeah, so, so there you go. They yeah, could sorry. still get there. But. Yeah, unless uh, maybe somebody's thinking they lose another one before then. I mean, they could um, lose Saturday. I I, didn't, I, I haven't believed in Texas A&M. I guess so. There was two games there. There's another game where there's somebody getting three and a half or four in the SEC as well. Um, I kind of like the dog in both of those games. So Arkansas is a five-point favorite against Mississippi State. State that one. Well, yeah. I'm looking at ESPN right now. Sometimes those lines are off. Yep. Um, but I do. I, I think Auburn. It, that's Robo Nix, the A and M quarterback, hasn't really. I mean, he did against Alabama. I guess you can look at it that way. But that was I don't like A and M either. It was more of I, I, Bo Nix play. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Tennessee and Kentucky are a pick'em. I like, I, I've got a, a string of people I think they're going to bounce back. I think Tennessee or Kentucky's on that bounce back. Why is that a pick em? Like, t- Kentucky's good. I know they lost last week, aren't they? I mean, I, I think they are. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what Tennessee's done to deserve 
the I know I I probably should check injury reports and I things like that so. too. But yeah. Kentucky's the much better defense, thirty fourth overall versus the seventy third ranked total defense of Tennessee. I think Kentucky's probably been tested a little bit more. I guess I mean the the Georgia game, and so I don't. I like them to just bounce back. I like the spot better for uh, Kentucky. So that one looked like one for me, along with uh, some of the other ones when we may get to them. Uh, Chad says, when do we find out the true identity of Wager McGee? I think he and Clip should put a wager on it. It would make for good radio. So, like, like for example, that time I said the Washington football team were going to beat the Falcons, and you were... Oh, uh, like, a, like a mayor's bet, and then <laughs> yeah. loser, instead of, like, loser leaves town wrestling thing that if, I have to take the hood off? Yeah. If, uh, uh, but are people even going to care about it if the hoodie's gone? Chad will. Chad, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like, yeah. I like Chad. We could, we could do that. Um, so, at some point, will you unveil yourself? I think we talked about that. I thought we were going to eventually get to that. But I like sitting on this side. Of the, even if we do, though, I'm not going to sit next to you like we're on yeah, I like the crosstalk. weird first date sitting yeah. on the same side of the booth. Um, we had a guy on Facebook Live ask, why do you hide your identity? And I said that you uh, half your face melted off in a gambling accident. <laughs> so, that's the story we're going with. <laughs> I mean, I think if I unveiled, then people, uh, then obviously it would. Some of that would come out. So what? Right? Well, why have I to? Why saying. have to put the hoodie up? Okay. So, anyway, moving. Yeah, on. yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get to some of your crap games you like on Saturday. I mean, are we not going to talk about pole assassin and the monkey and all that stuff for Texas? Because I, I love Iowa State. They're on oh, the bounce from back. From a Texas standpoint, that's they're on a, a great point. What does that that story mean for the line for what side you want to be on? I don't know. Supposedly he was the leading candidate for the Washington State job, but you know they, they love some weirdos out there. I don't so think they're going to write in. I don't think they're going to hire him. So I know I'm following Monkey Gia at this point on Instagram. I would recommend that you uh, you do that. I'm I'm all up in the. Uh, I'm very interested. I'm all in involved in the the scandal there. So. Do we have any updates like? Uh, I, it's pretty much confirmed there was a monkey, there was a child. It's emotional support a, monkey. Yeah. She. It was an adult party and a kid party locked on. Supposedly it locked on to some kid trick-or-treating. So I don't know. Yeah. What the, it's probably the kid's fault. Massey war or something like that. But There's probably signs up like, do not pet the monkey. It probably should, <laughs> Don't shock them either. I don't, I, I don't think it's Gia's fault. I'm on the side of, of uh, Gia monkey. Paul Sasson. I, I think Iowa State bounces back in this game, though. I mean... And there's a little bit of distraction on the Texas side of thing, but plus, I, I don't know. They keep losing. I still keep thinking Iowa State and Okie State are, are maybe the better all-around teams in the Big 12, but laying six and, and a half Oki on a bounce State back. Against West Virginia this week? Yeah, because that, that one's only three. That, to me, is like Sparty a little bit. That's only three. I hate betting against West Virginia at home, but it's an early start. It's not a nice start in Morganton, Morgantown, whatever you say. Um and it's only three. It's not like seven or seven and a half, whatever it was last week with Iowa State. And West Virginia's off that huge game, but we do love some their uh, their head coach. We know that. So All right. Um, what do you got? Give me something. Uh, North Texas. Favorite play of the week. Uh, future, My, future AAC friend. Of North Carolina. Texas? Yeah. Oh. Hey, we These two games we love. We talked about them before and where game day should be this week. So it's the second one. But North Texas is minus five at Southern Miss. Southern Miss is, we just, we haven't properly talked about how bad they are. They're 0-7 against the spread. So sorry if people have missed seven winning opportunities. Um, they just lost to Rice. They're 1-7 straight ahead or 1-7 straight up. 129th ranked total offense in the country. 
They're only gaining 254 yards a game and 11 touchdowns in eight total games, and five of those were against Grambling. So in the other seven games against FBS teams, they've only scored six touchdowns. North Texas is coming around a little bit. So um, they faced a really tough schedule, SMU, UAB, La Tech, Missouri, Marshall, Liberty. So And they're going to be dropping down here. And they're playing really well right now, so I like them. Uh, actually, 4-1 and one against the spread the last five, and they're coming off a win against Rice. So that one... And the game of the week is Texas-San Antonio against UTEP. I saw people saying that this should be a game day game. It is, I mean, UTEP is I, number seven total defense overall in the country. Dana Dimmel is really his fourth year, so he's kind of got it going a little bit. They lucked into a cover last week. I don't know if you had that. They were they were getting 11 at FAU. They, I, I, I blew it off and thought it was a loser. They scored two touchdowns, 15 points in the last two minutes of the game to get underneath the number. Um, so... I, it, they're, I, don't know, I like the defense there, and in the series, it's been the dog has kind of been dominating that series. I think the same thing, they're catching 11. And this is the same at number. the Sun Bowl. I think it is at 10, the Sun Bowl. 15 on ESPN2. I love that. I'll, I'll be able to watch this whole game. Yeah. I'm excited about this. So and they, it. it was taking the, UTEP? Taking UTEP. Yeah, not not something we've said on this program in like five years. I think we're taking we're confidently because we love Texas and uh, we were on San, Texas San Antonio. I'd like to think that we were like we were Cincinnati before, and we're going to ride it through possibly an undefeated. Well, I remember season we had them going into uh, Illinois early in the year, right? Yep, we we were winning we on the had them on Memphis, one straight up in Memphis, right. getting points. So, but if you look at the FAU game last week with UTEP, they dominated that game, even though they were down, they outgained them. 436 to 279 yards. So, and out first down them 18 to 12. So, really held them down, held them to 150 yards passing, really controlled the clock. It's going to be, I think, a low scoring because Texas Antonio runs the ball right there. New AAC team, right? Texas oh, yeah. Antonio, get to know your Come road runners. Um, good. Rice as well. Really excited about this. Yeah, Rice is great. So, that's a good trips to Houston there. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's take the, uh, take the, the minors uh, plus 11. All right, Ellerby and uh, some folks were at the Miracle in the Mineshaft years ago, where <laughs> Rob Cass and the Pirates won a shootout against UTEP late in the night, back when we were uh, Conference USA buddies. So I like it. Anyway, all right, uh, let's hit a few more, and we got to get to NFL. Hugh Freeze Bowl. I like Liberty oh. plus nine and a half against Ole Miss. Bad spot for Ole Miss, and good uh, good spot for him and Malik Willis, best quarterback. I think that Ole Miss will face all year. Speaking of pole assassin, Hugh Freeze going to hook up with some old friends down there in uh, Oxford? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, he's, I mean, he's going to be out in the Grove somewhere. So, I mean, it's a noon start. People won't even be they won't even be like you know pulling in with their khakis into the stadium until like halftime. So, but it's a big spot. Ole Miss off the Auburn game. They play Texas A and M next week. I don't know if Corral's going to play or not. I mean, he seems to limp around every single game here. He got he got he came back in and played last week, but I don't know if they waste him for this because yeah, maybe there's an outside chance that Ole Miss kind of slides into a New Year's Day game if they can win out and go ten and two. I um, want I want Matt Corral to be the next quarterback of the Landover Raljean Washington football team organization. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think about Corral and his future as a quarterback? I like him. I, I don't really know who to compare him to, I guess, in the NFL. I mean, he's just – he runs a little bit. So, I mean, that's got to change a little bit because that's where he's taking the hits. How about Josh like. Allen? No? Maybe. Big arm, runs? Yeah. I don't know. I like him. I want Maybe him. Maybe so. I want him. I like his toughness. 
I like how he can sling it. Anyway, all right, what else you got? Uh, I like Georgia Tech getting 10 against Miami. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit there, too. Miami's so a weird team, aren't they? Up and down, play through the competition. So And they, hey, Georgia Tech's 31st ranked total offense. Remember, they beat them there the last time they played them in overtime, catching 18 points. And Miami just plays tough, close games every week. 12 total points of uh, in five games for them. Only one blowout that, uh, that Miami had. And Tech's been playing close. 48-40 against Virginia, the Duke game which was close. So uh, I think only the pit game, they got blown out. And they beat Carolina in that in that stretch as well. So it could be a really fun kind of shootout with because uh, that new Miami quarterback, Van Dyke, slings it around pretty good. So I like, the, I like that. I have not watched one Georgia Tech game this year. I am excited because I did these voiceovers for, like, ECU early in the season, and then I guess they fired me, and I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. But I got some gear from the uh, – from the team, football team, and one of them is a cutoff. It's a sleeveless hoodie, and if I rock a like white undershirt under it, I look like Jeff Collins, the coach of uh, Georgia Tech. There you go. That was a long story nobody cared about, <laughs> but I can't wait to to rock that ensemble as we get into winter. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Carry on. Uh, I, I we we we're kind of changed. We try to look for value, like we're more of a professional show here. But I, there's a couple of big favorites. Apps going to Arkansas State, 130th ranked total defense there. Um, so I, I, you know, Apps kind of bounced back from that uh, from that loss there. I think they'll and they've dominated the last two years in that series. If I can find them here uh, on the scores, but they won by 28 and 26. I think they're laying 21 on the road. Okay. K State, Kansas. And uh, our old buddies, Utah State, now are popping back up to do a bowl game. So, uh, speaking of Arkansas State connection, because Blake Anderson's new coach there playing at New Mexico State. Oh, if that one's on TV late night, that's going to be a nice shootout there for you. All right, take the over. Uh, we take need to get over. to the NFL. So, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk NFL with Wager McGee. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. You work hard for your money at Carolina. Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now back into PRL, here is Cliff Rock. All right, we'll talk some NFL as we wrap up our number two of today's show. Wager McGee here on a Wednesday. We always appreciate uh, when he can stop by. It's not every week uh, because you are a uh, you're an interesting guy. You got your hands in a lot of pots, whatever they say, whatever the phrase is. Uh, what's your availability next week? Do you know? Um, I think I'm I think I'm good. When are you going back out to Vegas? 
I hope I go and have to stand behind a big check, but, you know, that's a optimistic view every year. So. Oh, we did talk about that. Once you receive your big, giant check. And well, I would have to. That's where we talked about it. If I ever had to do that, then uh, there would be no, you know. They could use my image and likeness. I can't turn around to the back of the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the the person in the basement of the Blair Witch Project. I can't, like, just stand in the corner and take my photo that way. Funny you bring that up. I was listening to a podcast about the Blair Witch Project the other day. That's a great movie. I, I just spent a long time. At the time, how kind of groundbreaking it was yep. where it was fake, but they didn't tell you that. Yep. So for a while, you thought this was like... A real, especially if you were my age, which was you know teens or whatever, um, you were like, well, "Is this real? Like, what is happening?" So it was, it was really cool. All right, back to football. A little bit of everything today. Uh, who's Thursday night? Uh, oh, it's Colts. Mike White, Jets Colts, taking the Jets. You got to, I think, ten and a half on a short week, and. I'm done with Wentz. We tried to take him last week. Horrible spot for I Tennessee. I took him too, man. And that he just can't stand to win. He <laughs> just like I. He just shaking in his boots, ready to throw an interception. So he'll find a Jets defender or two. Although that one in the end zone, yeah, that was a stupid play. But that's not a great call to run at I your agree. own one yard line where you're designing a play where the rush gets to the quarterback. Yeah, it was a screen to run that at the goal line. I think was stupid. But then the one in overtime, he just gave him the ball. I mean, it was it was awful. Yeah, it was awful. So I mean, short week in this. I think we know what I I, I think the Jets continue to go off of what they just did. Right, they're going to sling it around, and I think it's going to be extremely entertaining because of that. It's crazy because if the Colts won last week, I I would like them to potentially win that division. Well, and that's the thing now that as right. Why like I kind of like the Colts and why they were favored. Why Vegas liked the Colts. They were in a must-win situation last week, right? And they lost. And I know Derrick Henry now is out, but yeah. they're done for postseason. So you, they're done. You you just got swept by the team you needed to beat in that division. And now you got to turn around on a short week and play the Jets? I don't think they have any motivation at all. I mean, I I know it's 10. I'd love the 10.5. I, I, we'll see if I can get down on that for, for one of the Vegas uh, contests because – I don't think anybody's going to be on the Jets off of a huge win that you shouldn't touch the Jets this week. But that's too much value because what are the Colts playing for right now? It's a lot like Kansas City and the Giants the other night, right? It's a similar line, kind of a similar situation. One team just doesn't look that good. Doesn't deserve to be favored by that much. I don't know. I mean, Wentz, White, I don't – there's not a huge advantage. I mean, it's not saying – We're at that stage now? There's not a huge advantage at quarterback, is there? I don't know. I've only heard of Mike White for one week. I don't remember them at Western Kentucky like you do. No, we we like the mountain or whatever they are. They're not Mountaineers. You're they're they? the Hilltoppers. I Hilltoppers. Thought, you're not a nickname guy. I thought you were a nickname guy. No, I I am in in spots. I I got uh, all confused there. So. What do you got to look ahead this week? Anybody that's like pre Zappy. Pre Zappy is different. Post Zappy, okay. you know, everybody right. will be forgotten. Post Zappy, pre Zappy. So, all right, uh, I'm gonna take the. Browns plus two and a half because this is going to be a tie because neither one of these teams is ready to win this game. Cleveland and Cincinnati, an important game, one o'clock CBS. This has tie written all over it. You go ahead and take. What them kind up. of odds can I get for a tie? Oh, probably pretty good. I'm but the Bengals tie. have tied a game or two, and they tried to tie against the Packers this uh, this year as well. They tied against the Redskins in freaking London uh, a few years ago. That's tough to do too. Tough to do. I, they're going to do it this week. 
Um, Who do you like, the Bengals? I like the Bengals. Bounce back off the Jets. That's why they were so unfocused last week. Plus, they played three straight road games. There's a third straight road game in a, in a row. Rare in the NFL. You shouldn't have to do that in the NFL. But they do that this year because of the weird 18-game schedule. There and, shouldn't be that either. Well, I mean, the Dolphins had to play the week after they played a, a London game, which they shouldn't have to do. But they covered that game as well. So, um, I don't know. Browns injuries just keep piling up. They're, they just lost Jack Conklin, the right tackle which is a bad loss for them. And then even before OBJ's, I guess OBS, right, his dad got on the line yesterday and started dissecting plays showing why Baker was anti-OBJ. I, I, I knew he was asking for a That's ridiculous. A trade. That is something my mom would do if I was an NFL player. <laughs> that was totally something she'd do. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Browns are, the Browns aren't explosive. They just can't they can't get anything down. They're not even throwing to him. So I mean he's averaging two receptions. He's had two or less receptions and twenty seven less yards, four out of the last five. And when Jarvis Landry, one of the most sure handed guys who's not explosive but catches balls when he starts dropping passes, what do they have? I got a run game. They got nothing in the passing game. Right? Run game with everybody on the offensive line banged up and you know that yeah. Baker's not gonna run because he's got his shoulder it needs to be operated on. So I and still Cincinnati I know we haven't forgotten, but they've already beaten Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I like the Bengals. They beat Cleveland. This almost, I mean, they they got to win another game somewhere, but almost kind of gives them the advantage and wraps up Pittsburgh starting to play well there. I, All right, I'm going to play Pittsburgh this like in. a soccer bet wager and go um, <laughs> Bengals or tie. Like you can pick. Oh, uh, the Asian three-way? <laughs> you going to do draw? That uh, sounds bad, but Asian three-way. That's is, a betting term. It's term. not, yeah. Uh, where you can go draw or winner. You gotta go either side or draw, and the draw is usually like plus two hundred. It's usually two ten, two fifteen, or something like. It's an Asian three way. If you ask about it, and a sports book asks for the Asian three way. Uh, yeah, the other side is American betting lines. I like the under. I don't know what it is, but with these two teams, I, I think that will be kind of the way to go in this game. With uh, it being what the Bengals good defense, uh, Browns can't really. They're not explosive. What do you think it should be? This seems high to me. Forty-four and a half. Uh, it's forty-six and a half. And yeah. I was looking uh, somewhere. Uh, yeah, forty-six and a half. Hey, fifteen ten last week against Pittsburgh when there was a lot of passing on both sides with the, with Cleveland uh, and Cleveland last four. You take out that the Chargers game, which was that Pro Bowl forty-seven forty-four back and forth game oh, like yeah. two weeks ago. The Browns have scored fourteen, fourteen, seventeen, ten as they've started getting injuries. So they slow down. Not explosive. And I think the Bengals are fine playing that game. So if they have to, now they can hit some long passes passes with Chase. But um, and I, I know they're usually a dog in this, but Cincinnati too dominates the series. They're eleven and two against the spread the last thirteen. I don't oh. think we mentioned that. All right, we're out of time. We got one game in. Good way to go. What? All right, we got a few minutes. Left. Okay, I was exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, anything on Broncos Cowboys? Big big number there. No, I, I mean it's all, all the way up to ten. I think Dak's playing. Obviously, Broncos traded Von Miller. It seems a little too much, but I'm tired of stepping in front of that Dallas train. So, but this is a this oh, is I've a, been on it. I wrote it uh, the other night, and we were talking about that maybe on the air off. The I, air, I when it got to four and a half, I loved it. I knew we were dead on the plus one and a half stale number. So I looked at it because that was uh, Braves night, so I was paying attention to baseball. But I saw the line late four and a half. I was like, well, it doesn't no. So I've been on the uh, on Dallas this year. Tens a lot. I think that's Dallas or nothing, really. I, I, right. I'm not going to be on the Broncos side for sure. So even with Teddy on the road and that good ATS spot, but he hasn't covered a couple. He didn't cover at Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. So and he didn't cover at Cleveland on the short week when 
Cleveland didn't have a quarterback too, so they've they haven't done well. They're zero and two against spread last two on the road. So lightning round wager. Uh, yep. Sean Watson bowl. Anything on Texans or Dolphins? I, I like Miami in that game. So I think you know if you look at it, the the, the Texans on the road, the the ten point loss to to Cleveland was when they had Tyrod since then with Mills at quarterback. They've lost about 40, 28, and 26 on their three road games. And it's a must win for the Miami head coach. So, Falcons, Saints. I loved the Saints last week. It feels I good did too. I get one right like I that. had the Saints. This is, you know, week one, everybody rallies around the starting quarterback, the, the backup starting quarterback. Week two, there's not. You don't get that same thing. Does this so, count as week two? This would be week two, the yeah. didn't start last week. I know, but everybody, like, kind of rallied around okay. it to win. I, I don't think that's you – know, he's got a full week to prepare, but the Falcons do as well. He struggled in that game a little bit as well. I'm not going to – I don't think I'll get brave enough to take the Falcons plus six, but I think that's the play, if anything. Okay. Uh, last time the Giants were three-point home dogs, they crushed the Carolina Panthers. They are three-point home dogs against the Raiders this week. I love it be- even before the unfortunate Ruggs. thing with Henry Ruggs. We talked about I thought that the Vegas might be relaxing a little bit this week with the week off. They're at Kansas City next week, then they're at Cincy, and then they're at Dallas. So this one just kind of fits as an ugly little, hey, we can just go there and kind of, you know, get by on that game. I don't know now how they're going to be feeling, how the Rucks thing kind of kind of affects them overall, just the, the the you know, the I guess the climate in the locker room. Giants defense and Giants are playing bad. If they can just get some injured guys back, you can run on Vegas. Either rush defense, they're 29th in the league, allowing 131 yards rushing a game. Giants, even though most of it was on Monday night, have only allowed two of seven conversions in the red zone the last three weeks. And when you look at Giants, they were like, ah, the record's not good. I mean, they're finishing up a series of a string of at New Orleans, at Dallas, the Rams, Carolina, at Kansas City. That's a that's a tough, tough stretch. And they won two of those games. So they're two and three straight up, three and two against the spread. I think they're live in this, especially if Tony's back and then get a running game. I think they can beat Vegas straight up. I feel bad for, I guess, more so Oakland Raiders fans. So you lose your team. <clears throat> Excuse me. I See, I'm sad. <laughs> Crying. You lose your team. You're like, all right, I'll still root for them. You lose your coach. Now you got the rugs thing. You're 5-2. and two. Like, you were finally doing something this year. And the year. Chiefs can't win. The Chiefs seem so bad down. So it should, I mean, it's, the door's just opening up. It is, but it feels like it's going to shut, right? It does. Like, it doesn't feel like, that's a tough 5-2 and two right now for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, because that's another one, too. I love the Eagles this week. I think the Charger bandwagon is slowing down a whole lot. So they're struggling a little bit. I think people are figuring out. I mean, it's Belichick last week, but two weeks in a row now. And again, if if they don't convert some fourth downs against Dallas or the Cleveland the week before that, they're zero and three, and they really got pretty pretty much dominated these last two weeks with defenses. I know the Eagles' defense isn't the same, but the offensive line's healthy. They're two and two straight up, three and one against spread, and they can run the ball. And the Chargers are thirty second last in the league in rushing defense, allowing about one hundred sixty yards a game, and struggling in the red zone like they always do. Better defense, getting points at home. It, it's almost down to pick them though. It opened up at like plus three, and I loved it. Um, I I like Philly. I think Philly wins that game. All right. Uh, my joke preseason almost came true. I said that by the time the Patriots and Panthers play, it'll instead of Cam Newton versus Sam Darnold, it'll be Mac Jones versus PJ Walker. We got half of that because uh, Mac Jones became the starter very early on. 
and Cam was out. Uh, so, like, a million people bought tickets to this game, and nobody's going to show up now that Cam's not playing. Uh, Patriots are a road favorite against Carolina. Are the Patriots, I don't know if for real is what I want to say, but, like, are they a playoff contender right now at 4-4? Four and four? Well, if you look at the schedule, it opens up after this. If they win this game, there's a, a easy path. You can see they're going to be 8-4 and four straight up at that point. So, I, I to me, this is, I mean, how many times did Belichick see Sam Darnold? With the Jets, I think he's this the is, uh, he's the ghost whisperer. Yeah, the ghost whisperer. Hey, the, the Sam Darnold saw ghosts against Belichick. Oh, that's right, ghosts. Yeah, I that's what I like in this. And plus, Mac Jones is. I mean, I know Jamar Chase will probably win the Rookie of the Year, but I don't know why it wouldn't be Mac Jones. So they're. I mean, they're three plays away from being seven and one straight up right now. Two fumbles in the red zone, the o- overtime converging against Dallas, and this is a seven one team. The defense is starting. Everybody makes if you watch anything on. Uh, TV, ESPN, all those things. The defense is starting to come together for the for the Patriots. All right, we really are out of time. Um, just give me a side. Bills, Jags. Oh, that's just Bills team total. Okay, Bills team total. I like that. Vikings, Ravens. Ravens uh, around a touchdown. Ravens with the off week. I think Harbaugh off the bye. You can find those stats. Plus, they lost the week before that. And Vikings on a short week without defensive end. Lose. They'll be able to run the ball on them. Packers Chiefs. You like the Packers despite the Rodgers stuff. Love it. Give me all. I liked them last week. I didn't, why are you like. But they had Rodgers last week. They had Rodgers, but they had nobody to throw. He was just throwing to Tanya. And, all right. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers and no receivers or a bunch of receivers and no Aaron Rodgers? Well, I clearly rather have Aaron Rodgers, but I am on the Jordan Love fan club. We've been on there since Utah State days. All right. I think they win that game straight up. What's special about Kansas City? They're worst in the league. They look bad. In pass defense. They're allowing 8.3 yards pass attempt, worst in the league. They're you like Green Bay's defense? Better than Kansas City's defense. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm getting seven I'm and, like I'm getting seven and a half with a better run game, a better defense, better wide receivers overall. No. No. And they're all rested. They all had the week off. All the, no. Lazard and uh, Adams, all the, they just. They had a week off last week, and Kansas City's on a short week and right. got kind of banged up a little bit and looking ahead, trying to figure out how they can get by. I love seven and a half. That's, that is the biggest overreaction since last Thursday when the Packers were getting seven and a half right. against the Cardinals. Yeah, I agree there. I did have the pack there. We're going we're gonna to win straight up. Card, uh, Cardinals Niners. Uh, oh, that's a little number. Yeah, I think it's uh, Kyler Murray's the key there. He's not practicing, so if uh, uh, Murray, I don't like that. Who's their backup? Uh, I don't know if it's John be, Skelton. It might still be no, the XFL it's guy. It's not. Oh, uh, Walford. John Walford? Yeah. Is that who you were talking about? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Cardinals, depth chart. All right, what's another game? Um, I like Pittsburgh starting around, you know, three or four new young starters on defense. Now they're 3-0 and straight up, last three. And oh, McCoy! Oh, yes. Nice. Play. Yeah, yeah, that's a... That's Take on. the Cardinals. He's great in the yeah. up-up duty. Um, Titans-Rams. Ah. <sighs> Bears, Steelers, and we're out of time. No, I, I love Steelers. Um, I want to be on Tennessee. I, I mean, that's an overreaction as well, but... Super Bowl rematch of many years ago. Kevin Dyson, one yeah, yard short. One yard short. You uh, you like the Rams, you said? Or Titans? I don't know if I'll get to the window on that one. I mean, think about the stretch. That's why I liked Colts last week. I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City, Colts, big emotional games. But it's that thing we're rallying around an injury... You're going to get that for one week. If they do play really well this week, circle next week. They go to New Orleans. They'll be flat. No, they're at home. They'll be as flat as they possibly can against New Orleans next week. I just like you getting played off.
This is great. On a, on a look ahead. Is this the playoff look ahead? Is this like Maxwell? Uh, watching me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, how about I think the Rams we, blowing that one last week? Oh, spread wise. That's uh, why I like the Bills. And they're, they're, I mean, they score, they, they've won every game on the road, like 35, 31, 38. That game last week, it was 38 nothing with you don't eight have minutes to, to go. If you go team total, you don't have to worry about the other team ruining your, your spread. I think the Heat's going to be back on Urban, though. So he's back in the country. Pole assassin got off him. It got it off of him for a week. All right, <laughs> wager enjoyed it. Monkey Gia, good luck. Follow her. All right, follow her on the gram. Him on the gram, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully see you next week. Hopefully. All right, Bryce Williams joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphics designs, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville. Or you can book an appointment online at signsandtent.com. Now, back to Pirate Radio Live, here is Clip Rock. Oh, Willis, turn me down. You're fine. You sound, you sound good to me. Thank you. Because because if I don't turn you no, if, if I don't turn you up, mm. nobody will hear you. So I had to turn you up because you were making you were making me uh, uh, strain to hear you. All right. Yeah. Like what are you talking about, Clip? My bad. That's on me. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Where is Bryce Williams? Here. There. He's here. Is Bryce Williams? Yeah. He's there. Bryce Williams, former he's, pirate tight end, fisherman, huntsman. He's the one that's being slow today. Oh. Not me. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. It's good to be back. I felt so... Something was missing, right? Something was missing. In my life, in your life. Exactly. My and week the, did not get feel accomplished. The, uh, the listeners missed you, but we're glad to have you back. Pirates have been playing well since your absence. They have. Thank goodness. I did watch the game. Did uh, you stay up and watch the one you had to wait five hours for two weeks ago? I watched the... The Houston uh, game. The delay game. Yep. Oh, yeah. I watched it. Um, I think I did finish the whole thing. Um, that one was frustrating. That was a frustrating loss. I mean, what the heck, man? <laughs> but they bounced back. No, we did. They bounced back. They win it. Uh, they run the ball. Bryce, we saw Holt Naylor's running the ball, which uh, that was nice. Kind of been calling for that, right? Yeah, that that was uh, very uh, encouraging to see, and it was effective. And the best defense we've seen around here. Oh my goodness! I mean, you guys put on the, some defensive performances there with uh, with Zeke and Brandon Williams and those guys. But we did. Might even have to go back to the Skip Holtz days. Oh yeah. When did we do a? Was the announcers? I feel like they kept on saying like a baseball reference, like a no hitter or something. A shutout, probably. shutout. Yeah, pitching a shutout, pitching a shutout. Back to back games in the second half, no points for the opposing yeah, teams. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive stuff. We do that, we're going to give ourselves some chance here. 
That is exactly right. So uh, Bryce Williams is here. We got Wes Hines. We got Chandler Honeycutt. Uh, intern Jalen doing a great job with us today. So uh, we got a. Have you been hunting, fishing a lot since we've last talked to you? I have actually. I went. Okay. We'll um, get to that later. In the oh show. yeah, that's right. We're I just here. wanted to make sure we had a. Uh, oh a yeah, pirate radio good. outdoor segment. Oh yeah, we got to. We got to fill you in at some point on the. Um, are you following the special teams coach from Texas? Uh, his story with the stripper and the monkey. Wow! No, no but okay. fill me in. Okay, we'll we'll have to do that. Oh man, my goodness! Should we get to that now? I mean, why stripper not? and I mean, a monkey? You're, you're the host. Yeah. I tell you what, how much did he pay her? Or what? So to involve a monkey? It all started with a tweet on I think Sunday evening. I don't know Monday maybe, where it said um, there's a rumor going around that Jeff Banks, the assist, the uh, special teams coach of Texas, his girl. Okay. The first tweet said Jeff Banks's monkey bit a trick or treater, so that's where the story started. <laughs> that is not entirely true because the monkey belongs to the former exotic dancer who was named <laughs> Pole Assassin. Pole <laughs> for her, her work on the pole. Uh, it's her monkey. It's an emotional support monkey. Wow! That has its own living quarters. That she claims. The child, <laughs> she never came out and said that a monkey bit a child. She did say the child was not supposed to be where it was, which leads me to believe there was an incident between Jeff Banks's girlfriend's monkey and a child on Halloween. And we're trying to get all the details. It's a little fishy. But uh, Pole Assassin has been on Jerry Springer. No way. And there is... So it's the coach's... Um, well, he left his wife to be with this uh, pole assassin, the stripper. Golly. So, and here's a uh, here's a picture of pole assassin with the monkey on a pole. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, her pole assassin. What? I feel like that's not very, like, um, I guess I'm going more like good stripper name. You don't like it? It just you like don't say, "Hey, I'm going to give her a dollar." You know, I'm going to give Diamond Girl. Or Maybe that's why you bring the monkey. The monkey uh, is the show, perhaps. Yeah. And what did you call that monkey? What kind of support? Uh, emotional, emotional support, support. like an emotional support dog, emotional support cat. This is where I do not pet best. Oh my good god! Well, dude, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> glad you asked. She tweeted. The, you you do not the monkey listens to my commands. You do not approach the monkey, so Uh-oh. do not pet, do not talk to, do not look at funny. Just hmm. pretend like this monkey's not even here. Pull put, it, put it in a closet then. It's got its own living quarters, Wes. But but get it away from the public. Put what? it in a closet so the public can't see. It, it clearly That's says stupid thing. do not enter. Emotional support. Why a closet? Yeah, why are you going to put the monkey in the closet, Wes? Because there's no sense in, um, in putting it out there so that um, that that monkey can attack. <laughs> I mean, my God. Oh, <laughs> it's drinking a juice box. Yeah, this monkey is uh, is like part of the family. Oh, that, um, that, that monkey couldn't uh, hurt a fly. That monkey could tear you up, Wes. <laughs> Boy, it'd bite a little pinky off. Uh, we asked uh, Wes, has he ever been bitten by a wild animal? He said no. How about you, Bryce, out there in the um, wild? I I think, but it's probably been a long time for me to. Um, a deer's never come up and gnawed on you. 
Unfortunately, they don't get that close. <laughs> What's um, their teeth situation? Can they, they got do like some damage. Te- uh, I mean, I'm sure they, they the can. I'm sure they could pinch you with their front little mo- molars. Mm-hmm. I guess you call them. And then they got like a gap, and then they got like back teeth, like chomping teeth. They got like yeah. pulling teeth. Okay. And uh, but yeah, it's not like a full set of teeth. Um, what you want to avoid, we talked about this, the, the snapping turtles. That would not be a good snapping situation. Snapping turtles, for sure. I mean, a raccoon. Oh, yeah. Imagine that vicious thing. You know, possums, they look like, you know, they show their teeth and look oh, like Oh, yeah. But they, they really don't like do Satan. anything. They won't do anything to you. They'll they just, just play dead, play, get scared, run away. Play dead and, or freeze. I yeah. saw a um, raccoon in my tree in the backyard the other day. Now, will scary. they approach you and attack you, or do they run away? Coon, Raccoons. Um, I mean, they'll... They got rabies. They'll probably fiddle yeah. with you a little bit, but um, no. I mean, if if, they, if it's a normal raccoon, no, they don't mess with you. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I've had them climb up a. I've been to stand. I mean, I'll have them climb up a tree right next to me and just stare at me. Just look at. I try talking to it, but it don't respond. Have no. a stare contest <laughs> with a raccoon. One day, one of them animals is going to talk back, and you're going to freak out. And oh like, yeah, like might... not at the museum. It's like not in the woods. Yeah. You need to get it on video because we're not going to believe you when you come back. And oh yeah, it. that's going to be definitely... one hell of a pirate radio outdoors. Oh, yeah. the day I hope that happens one day. That would be pretty cool. I'd be like the next Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Either that or you're going to be on something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bryce Williams uh, and Wes, we need to, uh, I'd love to to get y'all together in a boat just for a day. Oh, just my. to see what will happen. A boat? We'll yeah. see. You do any fishing, Wes? No, put, uh, put Wes in the, in the back closet. In the day. <laughs> that way you can't bite nobody. <laughs> I'll put him in the live well. Uh, boy. What do, you, uh, what do you do outdoors, Wes? Well, I've... Uh, I mean, I've gone fishing before, but that's about it. Cause I, uh, I'm not a, um, I, I'm I'm stupid when it comes to um, hunting and things of that sort. But my nephew, he's an ace. He's a marksman. Mm. Uh, mar- look, he's a he's a um, one-eyed um, one-eyed killer. He's got one eyeball. No, what happened to his eye? He, he Did he shoot it, it out? No. When when he goes and shoots the deer, <laughs> he closes. The... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> when you go to aim on the gun, what he's saying is you close one eye. I, I, I yes, got right. it. I got uh, it. And I want to tell you, the other morning I was sitting in my in my uh, office, and I your orifice. Orifice. Is it in the closet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're sitting in your office. All right, I'm sitting in my office, and I'm and I'm um, doing some audio work, and I'm right in the middle of, of talking, and I hear a gunshot. Okay, I said, okay, there's only one person who could who have shot that gun, and that was my nephew. He shot a 14 pointer um, at 6:30 a.m. Mm. this past Saturday morning. Well, I'll be. Hold up, I hope it wasn't 6:30 in the morning. Oh, uh, why not? Because you can't see at 6:30 in the morning, especially with one eye. When it was, uh, it was still light. It was light at my house. <laughs> it was still light. He's in a different time zone than the rest of us. No, seriously. 6.30 in the morning shooting a 14-pointer. Yeah. That's impressive The one-eye killer. The one-eye Do we have pictures killer. of it? I always like to see some pictures. Oh, yeah. I got a picture. Are uh, you uh, eating some deer jerky this week? No. I'm sure I'm not. You don't eat the uh, eat deer? 
Oh, I eat deer when, when yeah. it's cooked right. Yeah. What's cooked right to you? That means um, the wild's taken out of it. Yeah. How do you t- yeah. the wild? You gotta pull it out. That? You got the wild. You gotta pull out the, the what? The wild. Like you the, get no. You gotta put game. salt. He's talking about the game. Gamey yeah. taste. Yeah. Oh, oh, the yeah. wild. You gotta get the wild out of yeah, it. Absolutely. You take it out. You gotta. Mm. <laughs> Would you trust your nephew if you put a can on top of your head to shoot it off? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. What I'm about the one eyed kill? Wait. You That's what he would be the one eyed killer. He's the one eyed killer. I think so. Same guy. Yeah. Huh. One eye, one yeah. eye kill. He literally closes his his left oh, yeah. eye and looks and looks through the scope and shoots the deer. That's that's yeah standard that's, procedure. That's standard. <laughs> yeah. That. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. So you do have a wow. uh, a marksman in the family. I would yeah. like to see the picture I'd break. Okay, I'll see if I can find it. Redbeard says one eye. Well, one eye committed a felony, and West just ratted him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, too much information on the uh, on the show. All right, I don't know where to go from here, uh, but this is where we are. Let's get a break in. We'll come back uh, yep. this hour. While we got them, might as well use them uh, as a great resource here at Pirate Radio. We'll take a timeout. Come back and have more for you on a Wednesday after this. to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has national certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com. Now back to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All righty. Back with you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Wes Hines filling in at producer Chandler Honeycutt here. Bryce Williams. Back on a Wednesday, and uh, Troy D didn't want to miss out on the fun. So it's like a in. lunar eclipse. Uh, the fact that we have Wes here, which is rare, and then Bryce at the same time, and instead of just sitting in my office laughing, I figure I'd at least come in the studio and offer a laugh track. <laughs> the more the merrier. This, this is great comedy gold right here. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know I, where to take the show. Bryce, you want to? Do you want to talk football or God. life? Pole assassin. Life's always fun. So many great stories. I know. A lot going on in the, the world. The monkey story just has blown my mind. Yeah. Because it's just so <laughs> like many, it's, it's got so many layers. It doesn't even sound real, but it is. It is. Yeah. And it involves athletics. Texas. It involves a stripper. Oh. Texas. A monkey. I mean, so many great storylines. This is going to capture the nation's attention, I think. This is yeah. like our new Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> 
Monkey Queen coming out this fall. And, and folks ask me, do I go to haunted houses? No. I haven't been to one since I was five years old. Because this is yeah, what happens. You go to a haunted yeah. house, you, you get, get bit, bit by, by a monkey. monkey. Well, you got to follow the rules. And in her defense, the monkey could have been caged off and some kid went in the area he shouldn't have gone. Right. You know, it probably looked, was in, you know, could have fit the theme of the haunted house, maybe. Vampire monkey? <laughs> yeah, he did get bit. You know, he's trying to spread the gene. Well, not the genes, but yeah, make another vampire. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Wes vampires. is supposed to be the one that's half mental around here. So in this scenario you're speaking of, the monkey, which has vampire Fire. blood, is now spreading it to humans. Exactly. And this is, you know what, it's honestly, isn't this yeah. how diseases get yeah. spread? Started with monkeys bat. and bats. In China. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Did something else come from monkeys, supposedly? Yeah. AIDS. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah like other, yeah. other diseases. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. So this what is other like, diseases have come from animals that we've got? Have here? you been bitten by an Swine flu? Correct. I, I heard Lyme you, disease comes from ticks. Ticks. Yeah. yeah. You ever been bitten by an animal? No, we already uh, No, I know, but like, you asked what? I mean, Bryce? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I can't remember. What other we got? What other, Bird flu? Yeah. I mean, that comes from birds, right? I think so. How do you get the swine flu and the bird flu? You know what I mean? Like, they both give you the flu. Yeah. yeah. You, you know your uh, diseases, Bryce. That's I'll pretty good, that. yeah. Just, you know. It's without even um, advanced, like, prep, you know. Yeah. Just, right off the cusp. Zoonotic diseases. That's a cool word. Zoonotic. I want to see, like, a list of animal diseases. But, uh, Influ. Oh. Anyway, maybe we'll get to that next week. Uh, so, yeah, have you all been to a uh, – when's the last time you went to a haunted house? Uh, two years ago, I did a haunted trail. That sort of counts. Are you, like, in a uh, – are you walking? Are you in a vehicle or walking. a hayride? Okay. I tell you, it was – I was – I'm like, you know, it's fake. Obviously, I'm going to – I'm just going to play it off, laugh it off. Hey, 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 there's kids listening. Calm down. The chainsaw guy no, is and <laughs> And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to – Try and be mine, you know, have a stronger mind, right? And then as soon as I came into like character of like this is scary, like I was getting creeped out and I was getting all heebie jeebied and this was two was, years ago? Mm-hmm. I would imagine you were the biggest man in the party. I they was. were probably looking at you to be the brave one. I was not. I think it was um Anna's mom was the brave one, I think. Okay. Because Anna was gripping my like back skin. Chelsea, her sister. Yeah. Because you know you're going to get scared. Like, have you been to a haunted house before, Clip? Yeah. Of course. So, like, I haven't been since I was a kid. Like, like I was 10 years old, I think, in Raleigh last time I went to a haunted house. And you know you're going to get scared. But, like, okay, so you already know, like, okay, it's not really haunted, right? Right. But it's still, you get in there, and it's all dark, and you don't know what's around the corner, Mm -hmm. and you think you're prepared. And then they come from behind, Mm -hmm. and they scare you. The, I remember the worst part was at the very end, the chainsaw guy running after you. Yeah. And I didn't want to take any chances because it was a real chainsaw. And I couldn't tell whether it was like had the blade or not. Yeah, what if they but it was it a zing, you know, I mean, uh-huh. it was a real chainsaw. And we took off running like crazy. I could see where people get hurt. Because I was like, man, I'm not taking my chances with this. I'm going to go ahead and you were 10. Yeah, it was like a 10-year-old. Wow. And I was like, even though I knew it was probably fake, I'm like, ah, what if it's not? But could, yeah, I mean, somebody, there could be some loony in there. Right. You know, yeah. loony in the clan. You know, what? what Did they like always end you? with a chainsaw? It's Did yours? What's that? The, the guy with the chainsaw at the end. Yeah. I feel like all these haunted houses. That's like the classic end finale. With, yeah, running after you with a chainsaw. Yeah. 
Where did that come from? Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Must be. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. All I remember is the um, the casket um, coming open and somebody reaching their hand out of that casket and me and I and I ran out of there. So they touch you. If they touch right. you, that gets scary. Yeah. 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 A lot. No, that was uh, at your aunt's funeral, right? No. It was, <laughs> no. It was a part of a. It was a part of a church. Uh, that was a wedding clip. It, it was, was a wedding. Part of a church my haunted house. A church haunted house. A church haunted house. Wow. Yes. Every story you got this church, man. What were we talking about last time? <laughs> Taylor, what was this? It was the graveyard. Yeah, breakfast in the graveyard. Breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. breakfast at the cemetery. At the church cemetery. Well, it's called using the uh, resources the su- you have. Yeah. Yeah. They had the sunrise service at the graveyard. <laughs> what? That's right. What? No, you think it better. Uh, I, I think and they, it was like at, it was like in the morning. It was so early in the morning. It was still dark, right? And you have dark your you have your plate, and you walk by with your plate, and they lift their hand out of the coffin <laughs> and put the muffin on your plate. It's sort of, sort of cool deal. No. Buffet line. No, 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 no. no. Oh, we already moved on before um, by that point. We've already gone to another location. The church, uh, haunted house. Yeah. Wow. Part of the sunrise service. That was forty-five years ago. Wow. Forty-five years ago. Yes. How old of a gentleman are you? I'm forty-six. <laughs> you were one years old. Oh, that means I was forty. That was forty-one years ago. Excuse me. Forty-one years. So ago. you're only five. I was only five. Can yes. you remember that? Damn. I do. That's interesting. It I'm scared, always it scared me that bad. I always wow. try to think about what my first memory. Is. That was like your one of your first memories, then, right? Mm, no, believe what? it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. Wait a second. Believe it or not. I remember being born. No. <laughs> I shot right out of there. I, I told my mama, "Here I am." No, I remember about. Um, I was about six months old. Oh my God! There ain't Stop no it. What happened? All right, I was. <laughs> this was a dream you had. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's six. not. All right, what happened at six months? I was put, put in braces, my um, my legs in braces, and I remember turning over in the crib and uh, my feet getting caught in in the, the crib in the crib like the like Forrest Gump getting caught in the drain towel. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at six months though. Yes. You sure you don't mean six years? No. Six months old. I you promise. remember that? I do. Wow. And believe it or not, five years later, I actually um, um, held those um, uh, those braces in my hands um, five years later. God, he is like Forrest Gump. Wow. Yeah. This is incredible. Wow. I mean, Wes, that might be a world record of, like... Youngest memory. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. Like, yeah. if that's for real, that's it incredible. For, it is for real. I, I have no real. reason not to trust him. I don't either. And I mean, the way your brain works, it's probably like you, true. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're making it up. No, I'm not. If you were conscious at of course, the time and you couldn't talk, that had to be weird. Of course, this is yeah. the same guy that forgets to button his pants after you know, <laughs> he, he puts them on in the morning. But it is just <laughs> crazy how your mind works. Yeah. Wow. Right. You were too advanced early on. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, shame I wasn't left-handed. <laughs> Why? Because I would have been really smart then. Is that what it means to be left-handed? Well, you did have that left-handed shirt. What? <laughs> oh, great. I thought that's what you were talking no. about. Yeah. Now, what no. do you mean? You wish you. What? What if you were left-handed? Okay, uh, if you ever notice, folks that are left-handed are the smartest people you know. <laughs> well, Wes, I mean, you're comparing. You know who's left-handed? 
Lee D. My dad is left handed. Oh, so he's very smart. My mom's left handed. Yeah, Lee D is a smart guy. And his sister's left handed. Quirky but smart. Mm-hmm. And all those people are smarter will, than me. And I will have to say. <laughs> is that what we're saying? I okay. have three grandchildren that are all left handed. Well, wow. and they're smarter than you. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> definitely are. And you're judging it off based off that. No, I'm serious. No, I'm not, I'm just saying. I know a lot of left-handed people, and they're all intelligent. It's science. It's like, hey, let's see a study follow, or a chart, hey, and he follow, gives it to us, and it's like his grandchildren's name. Follow the science, guys. There it is. Mm-hmm. Dr. Wesley. <laughs> Dr. Hines. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there you go. Wow. I'm, just, I'm just telling you what I know. Yeah. Okay. Which may not be much, but I know that. Yeah, well, you know you know that. All right, we need to uh, make somebody a winner on this show, especially for listening to this episode. So uh, let's open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Wes Chandler, do y'all know what we're giving away today? This is uh, interesting. What do you want to give away? We've already given away that. We've already given back. That's the only thing we've given away. All right, let's then do the uh, shrimp taco lunch. All right. Oh, all right. That's a good call. A good call. I That's a left-handed decision right there. <laughs> Are you left-handed? Because you're no. smart. No. Yeah. Way to use your no. left brain. So we're going shrimp taco from Chico's. Always a great meal. 317-1250. We'll do caller number 8, 317-1250 right now. We'll have our winner. More Bryce Williams, Troy D., and the crew after this. To hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. I want to congratulate Josh Allen on his uh, shrimp taco lunch that he just won as being color number eight. Josh is from Washington. Congratulations, Josh. And let's, let's take a quick look at your uh, Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. The Dow Jones closed at 36,158. That's up 105. The NASDAQ was 15,812. That's up 162. And the S&P 500 at 4661, that's up 30 on your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to Heart Radio Live. Here is Cliff Rock. That's all-time record high, by the way, on the uh, Dow S&P there. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Finished record high yesterday, so you're saying it's up again today. Yes, sir. So it has never been higher than it is today. Hallelujah. What is it, Dow over 36,000 now, you said? Yes, sir, 36,158. Yeah. There you go. Check your 401Ks accordingly. Mm-hmm. Or IRAs. Wow. What happens when the Braves win the World Series? Yes. <laughs> Finally some good news for this country. There you go. America's team uh, wins it. All right, Bryce Williams here, Troy D. here. 
Troy said that sounded like, uh, what'd you say? It sounded like the theme to 16 Candles right there. Play like, you still got that music? To me, it sounds like, uh. It was like, it's like a, uh, instrumental version of the 16 Candles movie soundtrack. Like at the end where the dude's on the car waiting for Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. What was her name? Molly Ringwald or whatever. Yeah. All right, let's play. Have you, have you seen what 16 is? Candles? 16. Uh, have you seen 16 the Candles the yes, movie? Yes, I have. Yeah. I, yeah, I have, but it's been a long time. I've never seen it. My goodness. I've never seen, seen it. Oh, yeah. great movie. Sixteen Candles, great 16 movie. Sixteen Candles. It's one of those movies that's a timepiece. It, it stands the test of time. Like, if you go watch it now, it's still funny and Absolutely. relevant. Sixteen there, there are certain movies that just cross generations. That's one of them. She pushes huh. on the candles and... Yeah. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Two of these in Breakfast Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're similar to Breakfast Club, but 16 Candles was better. Yeah. Well, two of the actors were in Breakfast Club. Yeah. Cliff, right. you should watch that this weekend now that your Braves are done. Yeah. Can, Can I take Saturday off to do that? Sunday. Sunday fun day. Sounds, candles. sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. One. I'll watch it with you. I'd love to see it again. Sounds uh, even more fun. Go to the man cave. There you go. Yeah, why don't we arrange a time and you can come over and watch uh, 16 candles and wings and, yeah, we'll have a little date. Maybe bring Tony Collins over. I bet he hasn't seen it. <laughs> can I pet your monkey? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get one, but sure. Slow down there, Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. It's our first date. Calm down. Oh, my goodness. Slow down. Yeah. Uh, Do you still have the pole in your spare bedroom? <laughs> no. I wish uh, I did. Got rid of it. Yeah. Oh. Lost that a couple years ago. Uh, <laughs> 16 Candles. Movie day at Troy D's. Mm. It'd be good. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's football on. Yeah. I like sports. Maybe it's like a matinee because it wouldn't be a nighttime. Right? Wasn't that called matinee? The daytime movies? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you have matinee at Troy D's. A matinee at Troy D's. Yeah. Not bad. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do uh, let's do Pirate Radio Outdoors for this week, Bryce. Uh, Ellerby caught a sailfish. Yeah, yes, he I did. A lot now I'm not a fisherman. Um, I've learned most of my fishing techniques from you, Bryce, when you talk about it. But so they never got it on the boat. Is that a catch? Uh, yeah, he they just had didn't boat it. Yeah, he, he still caught release. it. So what does the catch mean? The cat, he gets it on. He, yeah, like he hooks leader. it. Yeah. Grab leader. Like, you grab leader and get to the boat. That's You're reeling it in. It's like a release. Do you have to see it for it to be a catch? I don't know. I don't know if you just have if you just have leader. Because most time your leader's fairly long. If you feel something I tugging at the other end, is that a catch? Yeah, but you got to see it to know it was a sailfish. Like I it, would say you just have to see. you got to see to believe. Because then if you see it. Then you know I what you're really in. They're catching. They de-hook it or cut the line. I'll this one I think got loose. Probably that's what he said. Right? Loose. I just want to know. It's kind of like the NFL. What is a catch? What are the rules? That's true. Two feet in the boat. Me personally, I feel like you boat. have to see it and bring it to the boat. Yeah, but and you then release it. Yeah, and you can catch a fish without boating it. Boating it's different. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I'll give him the catch. Well, you on get that. points like after, after further like review. It was a catch. Yeah, that's, yeah, because you get points in tournaments. And he reeled it, it in for a while too. I talked to him about it, so there was a lot of you know activity. 
to bring it in closer because it took out the whole line just about from what I heard. All right, good catch by Ellerby. Good we'll catch, Ellerby. Yeah. All right, what have you been catching? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he really caught it. He just got to start to reel it in once it was caught. <laughs> we just did an entire segment where you gave him the catch. Yeah, well, the boat and we caught. were done talking about it. <laughs> he wasn't and then he said, I don't know if he caught it. Well, well, he caught. He gets credit for it, but he jumped in the chair to reel it in once it was on. You know what I'm saying, Bryce? Yeah, oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Was it? It's like if I go on the big rock. With my Are we buddies, in another review? And we the boat kind of catches it, but then I'm in the chair. I'll get the credit for it, but really I didn't do anything except reel it in. Oh at that man, point. this is like the Tulsa game last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so the hook and line and bait does all the work, and then once it's wait. on, then you jump in a chair. In that case, and he reels it in. You're going to need two or three people uh, if it's a big one, right? Well, one person at a time reels it in. Get it wore out. I don't know why we have Bryce for this segment. We <laughs> just go to experience <laughs> Fisherman Troy D. Yeah. On a boat like I mean, that. Jay Gear, Big your, rock veteran Troy yeah, Drive. Been twice. Yeah. You got your teasers, and then yeah. they got the pitch bait and... All that While you were uh, laid out puking, uh, did you catch anything? <laughs> I did not during the big rot week. No. Oh. I did not. <laughs> I released a lot, Cliff. <laughs> I released and released. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was sporty conditions. Sporty. They call it. Is that a term? It is a, it is a term. Well, tell them what sporty conditions are, Bryce. It's rough. It's rough out The there. rough stuff? The rough stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Never been on a smooth day. Bryce, uh, what have you been doing in the boat? Trout fishing. We, I was able to go Saturday, and then I actually went yesterday morning. And uh, I, we're not getting into them heavy, but we're doing enough to stay busy, plucking away at them each bank we go to. But Jay called it a good one. You know, the big thing, well, I guess you'd call it a big thing, is to catch a trout, you know, 20 inches or bigger, because it's very rare, uh, you know, to catch big trout. Like, over 20 inches, um... It's rare as far as them making it that long. So, Jay, and I've been trying to catch a 20-inch trout for two years now. I've caught 19s, 18s, all just flirting with their and or bigger trout. But Jay actually on his, like, third cast yesterday morning caught a 20-and-a-half-inch trout. So, it was wow. pretty exciting. So, is it like, uh, talk to, like, Mully and that crew that, that golfs every weekend. And it could get repetitive, but they go out because they're like, well, i got to do better than I did last time. I have a goal sure. in mind. Uh, you just said you've been wanting to catch a 20-inch trout for years. Yeah. Like, do you go out there, like, with a goal? Like, is there something you haven't called um, you want to catch, or does it It doesn't matter to you? It's just yeah, the same old every yeah. time. I mean, it's definitely – yeah, I wouldn't say it's not because you have no idea when, like, you're just kind of on fire day and catch, I mean, 50 trout. You know, you just never know what you're going to catch. I mean, I caught a 20-inch um, – 20 inch flounder uh, Saturday. I couldn't keep it, but I mean, you know, that was the biggest trout of flounder I've caught all season or all year. Um, yeah, I mean, I just go out there and because I have not yet to uh, had just a stellar non. So you're still waiting day. for that big day. Oh yeah, still waiting the for the day where day. it was. Yeah, still waiting for that day. And I've had good days where I've caught you know several trout, um, you know, 20, you know, whatever, 25, but. I mean, my buddy, I talked to my buddies, I mean, he's like, yeah, I man, like, he's had a lot of epic days. But um, he's like, yeah, you know, smallest one we caught was like 18 inches. Others were in the low 20s. We caught 50 of them. I'm just like, son of a gun. Like, 
waiting. Knowledge. So I keep chasing that. I, I always told me and Jay always tend to be the one chasing the stories instead of making the stories. Ah, yeah. So I'm ready to be the storyteller. Troy, uh, yeah. story chaser. Are you a yeah. quality guy or a quantity guy when you go fishing, Troy D? What's important? Uh, I prefer quality over, over quantity. quantity. I'd rather yeah. have the one get the big, big one, one versus a bunch of little ones. Yeah, because it does. I mean, when you get in the corn cobs, you're kind of just like <laughs> smaller, small trout. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we're going in a different direction. Uh, this was getting sideways in a hurry. Now, I have picked corn before, <laughs> yeah. so I can relate to that. When you get it Cliff, like is it quality the, or quantity when it comes to your corn Unfortunately, it was quantity. We had to yeah. pick yeah. the whole damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hot out there. Yeah. When you get in, like, the smaller trout, you're kind of like, I mean, it's obviously fun to catch trout, but when you get in them, they're like 12 inches, 10 inches, and you're just like, okay, like, all right, like, this is thought. I'm glad I'm catching fish, but okay, this is getting a little... You know, that's when you either move or try and get to the bigger ones. But uh, I would say a qual. I would like some quality fishing. It's got a lot of first world fishing problems. It is. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough tough life. It's tough life. I should say. Um, How about hunting wise? You don't need. I was actually able to get in the woods um, the Sunday following my illness. Illness. And uh, I actually didn't really tell too many people, but I went and I. I had a day. I was on my bow, and it was like up in the like in the thicket, kind of. But I could see a little bit. Shoot, I, I hit it, put the smack down on it. But I think it was a little farther back, and I looked and looked for it, and I couldn't find it. Oh, so you might have killed so, something, but you just couldn't find I lost it. So, yeah, how often does that happen? You shoot one. That's the first it, deer I find it. That's literally the first deer I've ever not found. Like, so is there a deer possibly it. running around with an arrow in it? No, she's probably dead. Uh, she's yeah. getting eight. She's either got eight by she's the blood buzzards out. or coyotes. But yeah, my shot was a little farther back, not really in the vitals, and it took off. And I could, I mean, I found some blood, but not enough to lead me to where she went. Yeah. And you okay being a deer murderer? I you know. I figure I just make it a lot easier for more of the predators, the uh, coyotes, the buzzards. Um, that's what I was doing. You know, just making it an easier part of e- nature, easier meal for them. So yeah. uh, I was pretty giving bummed. back to the community. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was actually pretty bummed about that because I was like, you know, I haven't shot too many deer with my bow, and have the. I mean, I was in the stand probably. I just always feel so bad. Like I don't know. That's the whole thing with shooting deer. Like I feel like oh, I feel too guilty about it. There's a certain yeah, point to where something gets a certain size where I feel weird killing it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that size? Like a bug, <laughs> a roach. Oh, my God. That days. happened to me today, Cliff. I was, doing, I was walking in the neighborhood this morning doing some cardio, and a bug crossed my path on the sidewalk. And normally I'd be like, oh, God, i got to squish this bug. I said, you know what? This bug's a little – I'm going to let this bug live today. Yeah. And I'm not going to kill this bug. It didn't do anything to me. It's not in my house. Bro, yeah, yeah. I'm – you know, I understand that. This bug that. moves on. Like, I didn't even want to kill the bug. Yeah, I'm saying if there's one indoors, you got to get rid of that yeah. somehow. Yeah. But, like, even a frog, like, not that I have any reason to murder a frog anyway, <laughs> but if you were yeah. to, like, kill it, it would be a big I cleanup. And I almost gross. ran right. over oh, a yeah. squirrel the other day on the road, and I felt so... It went under my car. I was like, oh, my God. I, like, hit the brakes, and, like, and then, thank God it ran... Like, I would have felt so guilty just running over a squirrel. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, that... It's not like you were trying to run it down. I don't know. I wasn't. But I'm saying I felt that guilty by accident, and thank goodness I didn't. But that's why I don't think I'd be a good hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I I have too much of a guilty conscience. What's the first thing you ever hit with with your car? 
Me? I've yeah. killed a deer. I was 16 years old, and I killed a squirrel, and it's the only squirrel I've ever killed, and I still remember it today and still feel bad about it. Okay. Hmm. First thing I ever hit was a turtle. I thought you were going to say a oh, person. Poor turtle. Bryce it was, is it a, was my aunt Selma. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce was a, uh, is a turtle saver. saver. Yeah. 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 See, it's funny. You don't kill turtles. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, when I typically obviously hunt, I have an intention. I, I don't kill for the just to, the bloodlust. <laughs> the bloodlust. Yeah, I mean, when I kill a deer, I mean, I, I'm respectful and that whole thing. Um, I wasn't happy that I couldn't find the deer, but I was just like... Buddy Amon used to say, kill what you it. eat, like, if you're killing yeah, for a purpose, to eat oh, yeah. for meat. And that's what I do. I don't just kill for... I mean, coyotes and stuff, you not don't just kill to kill. And isn't um, there, like, a popular, like a population deal, too, where if you oh, don't, yeah. they'll be all over the oh, road, yeah, that's true. all over our cars. If you, so. if you don't hunt, you're going to... It actually makes it, I would say, worse to because if you don't kill, then you got overpopulation, then you got starvation, I did, then you got disease, and then it just is a mess. I saw this stat. I you know, it's interesting. So... So uh, you gotta kill things. There's a, I believe there's a hundred counties in North Carolina. Yep. Uh, you know where Pitt County ranks with vehicle to deer accidents? It's gotta be up there. So out of a whole state, you know, there's some big we're counties: top, Mecklenburg top, County, uh, Wake County, you know, Orange County. I'd say we gotta be top, top fifteen. We are number two in the state wow. when it comes to vehicle. That's good. We got a lot deer, deer accidents. It's not good. You don't want all those vehicles. like. What are you talking about? It's good. We got a lot of deer. <laughs> All right, now this is not one of the ratings you want to be high on. <laughs> okay. What deer, is but because like I think we have so much, we're in a rural area. There's a lot of two-lane roads. There's a lot of interaction. Even some of these bigger communities, their highways, you know, they're they're more scared off. I about saw a deer got hit, get hit on Tuesday morning. I think yeah. we had 143 morning, last year. I, I got a release on this. Okay, now. Well, all right, now let me ask you this. Did your release tell you how much it normally costs to get your car repaired, basically, with all with all those things? Did not go into that detail. <laughs> no, sorry, Wes. The, the, Did um, you enter the your average, model? The average cost <laughs> Probably is Probably 1000 bucks. No, average cost $4,300. Really? Where'd you yes. get that stat? That stat came from... Uh, it's a left-handed um, stat wow. I've ever heard of. It came from uh, <laughs> AAA. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, and the one I thought hit, you pulled that one out of your Geico. Yeah, the one I hit years and years ago, I had a mountaineer at the time, and it was a pretty small deer, and that thing did some damage. Yeah, like, even the small ones can wreck your stuff. Oh yeah, so, yeah. This time of year too, isn't it like extra dangerous? Yes, yeah, because it's um, mating season. Yeah, I mean they're they're not, like I said, I must saw a, a car in front of me. Didn't even, I know they didn't? I saw it before that son of a gun. I haven't gotten a road. You know, just this all movement, and I got real good hunter eyes, you know. And uh, <laughs> and she was, cause I was pulling my boat, and I didn't, and I was on uh, Highway 102. Sure enough, that deer was crossing, and it crossed probably right in front of that car, and that car had no idea. Well, the worst is when the trees go right up to the road. Like, if it's yes. a field, that's one thing, because you, you can't can see, see it. Running. Oh, yeah. But when it's all trees, you're, you're basically just, just I do get, I think it's just kind of a, it's your time to hit a deer, and, you know, I mean, you can't prevent it. I mean... And the worst thing you can do is probably swerve. You don't want to have a head-on collision with going to the other car. You're better off hitting car eight times. Right, you're better off hitting the deer and and hitting the brakes. What I've realized to do, I mean, if I see the deer on the side, even if it's like eating on the side of the road. And it's a two-lane road. I mean, I like literally slow down. Oh, definitely. You know, because at any moment, yeah, no idea what they're going to do. So, yeah. um, This is your deer safety segment. And and here's here's another thing for you: Um, don't run your high beams. Because that's going to make that deer grunt in front of you. 
I told that to my wife that, about that over a year Why ago. Why are you yelling at us? I'm just telling you. What are we doing? I'm just telling you. Golly. I'm just telling you the truth. I've got a dog's You don't run thing. I barely use my high beams. Now, why is that? Because um, because what you do is you startle that that deer. That deer that deer is going to go is going to run away and it's going to run right in front of your car. While That's you're right. running your high beams, or when you see him, don't flash your high beams. Uh, That's why when, I went. when you're running your high beams. That deer is going to um, is going to be attracted to that high beam and run. Oh, That's dear. why Wes and I uh-huh. say when you're in the country at night, uh, turn your lights off while you're no, driving down no, the highway. No, no, low beams. That's what we're saying. No, run your low beams. I do not run my high light. beams at all. Cut your lights off and drive in reverse. <laughs> And that way the deer won't jump out in front of you. Because the red light doesn't decide bright. Uh, yeah. That scares them, the red oh, light. Gosh. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break, Wes. Well, you're passionate about those high beams, Wes. I told my damn wife, don't use the high beams. Yeah. Turn your high beams off, cutie. <laughs> did she, I mean, I did she listen to you? Uh, I'd listen to him. He'd point at me. She didn't do it. And hit a deer? And within 15 seconds, yes. Damn. I told you so. You walked up and tell her I told you so. 15 seconds? Wait a minute. First, you remember stuff in six months. And, uh, 15 seconds after you told her to do this, she hit a deer? Yes. Wes. Come on. Wes. Were you serious? Do I, want to, do I need to get her on the phone and tell have her no. tell you? Were you with her? Yes. I was in the passenger seat. That's you incredible. That? Yeah, man. Wow, you manifested that in the yeah, happy. I knew. You Don't use the what I told you. What are the odds of that happening? That's incredible. Wow, 15 seconds. I knew. Pretty quick. You're the I most, knew. You're the most it, amazing person I know. I knew by her running her eye beams. Where I was at, Pamlico County. Wait, I don't know another human like you. Uh, we should be making millions off a reality show with you. <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> Official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, getting ready to wrap up Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Great job, Wes, Chan Man, Troy D. We'll talk to you Friday, but before we leave, we got to get Bryce Williams' prediction for ECU and Temple. <clears throat> well, well, Pirates by defense player really good. They are. So, the number that came to mind for Temple was 17. You know, I hold him under 20. I think hold him under 20. Uh, we had two shutouts, no hitters, whatever they like, whatever they said. In the second half. In the second half. So um, I like the third. I think we're you know average 30 points. Third, I'm going 33. No. Yeah, I think 33 points. 33-17. All right, right at that 16 number that ECU well, saved by. You know, I didn't even do that. It just happened. That was natural. Just All right. throw it out there. We'll get Troy's prediction Friday Oh, when we talk indeed. to you. Yes, the fourth and Wes will be back Friday, too. <laughs> Mark your calendars. You're hey, right. Well, am, I right, am I right about that? You're right. Okay. I'll be here. Huh? 
Good deal. Good deal. All right, let's take a 24-hour break. Actually, a 21-hour break. We'll be back with you Thursday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. For the crew, I'm Cliff Rock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.